Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 106 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Lone's me. Oh, oh, he's jumping in right away. All right, awesome. Yeah, Lone's not going to be joining us this week. He is with his girlfriend's family at the moment, so I hope he's having a great time doing the horizontal bop there. Um, Cat Blaster, thank you for joining us. You were a patron. And um, right now, we don't have his Twitter handle on screen. We have your Discord code on screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys feel like joining him there. But uh, you have a channel, too. Would you like to pimp yourself a little bit before we get started? Yeah, it's Blastro. It's just Blastro. I'll have it linked in the description down below. Do some, like, coding videos in Notepad. Cool, cool. That's about it. Awesome, man. Yeah, so uh, if you guys also want to join the podcast, do consider supporting us on Patreon. We apologize there's no video this week for those watching on YouTube because... Uh, my PC's just in the process of biting the dust. That's the honest truth, and so I might need a new uh, power supply unit. But for now, laptop's doing the trick. Um, as always, if you want to listen on the go, there will be links in the description down below to multiple sources. Um, one of our Android users was having an issue, so he tried the Pocket Cast link we also have down below, and that was a good fix for him. So if you're listening on Android um, and it's not working, that's where you should go, um, just in case. But thank you guys all for listening and joining us this week. And also, as always, there's timestamps down below. So now let's get into the biggest reveal of the week. It seems like it was a quiet news week otherwise for the most part. And talk about Call of Duty World War II and its recent reveal and all the information that came alongside it. What are our initial thoughts? We saw the trailer. I think the name is the best thing ever. I mean, if you want to be as generic as humanly possible, it's like that. Remember, Maddie, I always joke about like Shadow of War, the Warrenine. Like (laughs) they're they're years of this and Shadow of War and gray and blue and reckoning. It's always got an inanine at the end. And when it's like Shadow of War uh, or I mean, it's like Call of Duty World War Two. It's like, okay, well, I guess we won't question what it's covering. Yeah, it's pretty much World War Two. I think (laughs) I don't think this was made in response to Battlefield One, but I think this is the distinguish. Like, we're not doing World War One like Battlefield One. You know, that's what I was doing. World War Two. Yeah, it should have just been called. It should have been called Call of Duty Two to just fuck everybody up, like Battlefield did. We were like, wait, which one is this? What are we doing? (laughs) It's like the Xbox One and the Xbox Three Sixty. Just start screwing up the names. Who cares? So we we know that this game's story is going to be covering you know the american soldiers the european theater all that stuff um what are our thoughts on on that choice of narrative before blasto oh Blasto, um, go it's i think it's like turning to the roots of cod boots on the ground mm. and um and it's going over to like the car core concept so instead of like a soldier delivering the narrative it's like the president mm. which is like really i thought was very interesting i didn't know that yeah because so it's more of a grand scale instead of just one unit doing everything yeah yeah, because that some people were complaining. They were like, "There's so many different battles to pick from. Um, there's so many different air, uh, parts of the war to pick from. Why is it once again this focus on the American soldiers and you know them being the heroes?" Uh, I mean, for me personally, I just don't want it to be World at War all over again. I love World yeah. at War specifically because I thought they did a lot of things right in that game, but I don't want it just to copy and paste that game. That's, co-op, hopefully. Yeah, there has been rumors of co-op. I don't know if they were just talking about Nazi zombies. I hope they were talking about their campaign because World at War had co-op campaign, um, and that was really yeah. awesome. That was a cool surprise. So I'm if, if you look at their, route. yeah, me too. If you if you look at their notes, uh, Neil Gaff had a, a pretty good thread where somebody broke down exactly what was said and what's been said, and what's been written, and what's been shown. And it did look like there was a co-op campaign of some kind. Okay. But the question, there's a bit of a question of, is it the campaign? Or is it one of the side campaigns? Yeah, is it like that uh, in MW2, the Spec Ops mode? 
like those right, side yeah. missions. Well, let's hope not. That I didn't yeah. like those. Um, I like, I the, like the they were fun like to do on veteran. One. They, 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 the snowmobile one. Yeah, they were fun to do on veteran with friends because you just get fucked up so badly. But um, other than that, yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of that in Modern Warfare Two. When it comes to um, Call of Duty, the thing that I'm always wondering is so I get that some of us want World War One or two, whatever, and then some of us want the future, including myself. Um, but I think that this makes sense for them because World War Two is where they sort of made their bones back in the day, anyway. So it's like they're returning, and for them, it's a no—it's like a no-win and a no-lose situation. They have brand new gamers who've never played those Call of Duties, right? Mm-hmm. The older ones uh, that aren't futuristic, because gamers are entering the market every day, That's every true. single Christmas. So those people get to experience something. So I—I I understand where people, you know, older are looking at it and going, "Fuck, man, we're going back to." It's already been done, blah, blah, blah. That's true. It has. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of people haven't been able to experience it. a new it. generation but that doesn't know anything on about the opposite, it. Exactly. But on the opposite side, unfortunately, a lot of the people with the proverbial free wallet and money to spend are maybe skewing older anyway. I think they said 34 years old for the, for the average gamer right now for who, who has the most money. So it's like you have this no-win situation. I, I think they did pretty good. I'm not a fan of it. I don't mm-hmm. want to go back to World War two or one but um they weren't doing incredibly well well they did well but they weren't doing they weren't really capturing the imagination with the old stuff you know yeah korea would be great yeah yeah I uh, think, vietnam i think that um the, that's what makes that's what makes ghosts such a letdown because it was like a dystopian future so they could have had all the they had all the boots in the ground stuff and it looked like the franchise is in the right direction and then Mm, and then it just point. ended up being garbage. Maddie, you say that Ghost is like the worst Call I of Duty? Personally, yeah, I, I personally think so. I think it. Um, I'm a little biased towards it because I started playing competitive Call of Duty in it. Okay. And then okay, no, I, I like Ghost. I was like going, uh, that's what got me into it. So I, maybe I like it a little bit more. Uh, but I think well, yeah, my the, worst is what in, I've heard. Um, not to cut you off, but it, it's just what what I've heard is that. Uh, especially in the response to the discussion, but I forgot who I was talking to about this, is that competitive for Ghost was apparently really good. And, and that's one oh, yeah. thing I tried once for a video. I kind of messed around, but I, I didn't take it seriously like I did with uh, Black Ops 1. But I have heard that, and, and that one I can't speak yeah. for personally, but from my multiplayer experience, the campaign, it's, overall, uh, I didn't like it. But sorry, you were, you were saying which one was the worst for you? Yeah. Um advanced warfare because i mm. instead of buying a scuff <laughs> i had to learn how to use claw like scumpy and stuff i was going oh yeah crazy. there was two serious glitches i remember that were like devastating they had to like ban like how they did the glitches it was like the inferno site on the vector smg made to have zero recoil what? and then like the suppressor on one of the guns killed a frame faster on land it was like what what it's so weird wow. where only like one percent of one percent of one percent of people would even know um it, it, here's the thing. I, I, I told you this last week, Maddie. that l- to me, Call of Duty is the Mortal Kombat of this generation, where ba- past generation Mortal Kombats had, like, puzzle Mortal Kombat with the Mortal Kombat fighting game and create a character Mortal Kombat and kart racing. And now Call of Duty is like zombies. It's multiplayer. And that's what's so weird is because where Blastro may have disliked one part of uh, one of these games, I may have liked the single player, let's say, yeah. where you may have disliked this and that but you liked another part it is it's one of those games that is very rare if you look at it it isn't a one trick pony it's actually sometimes as many as a four trick pony and that's why i think you get a lot of arguments because 
somebody like Blastro might like one because of the multiplayer, right? And he's like, this is great. Yeah. And then you and I are like, dude, but single player. Yeah. You, I mean, and guys... people say who doesn't buy it for single player, but the fact is, is that many people do. I mean, yeah, we obviously you know, want to hear another guys, series like, that uh, uh, another series that has that issue is uh, Fallout. So many developers have touched it, and, and there's so many different people who like different aspects. There's the old school fans who are like. The fuck happened to the lore? What happened to the focus on story and role playing? There are new fans who are like, I like Forrest focus on shooting and killing. It's awesome. And it's like the uh, real fans who like New Vegas. Yeah, I was gonna say you got <laughs> you got that, the definitive one. It's like there's so many different hands in the cookie jar, it's like you, you don't know what you're gonna get. And um I think that that's another fine example of, of what happens. And yeah, Call of Duty is bouncing around so much that it, it was in the uh same boat for sure. Were you Yeah, you? I got a question for you guys. Did you guys like do you guys do zombies, first of all? That's the starting of the question. Um, I'm more like the classic zombies and like okay. the World War uh, uh, ones with the Doris and like it, I yeah, liked it right. when it was more like Easter egg or like so much more secret instead of like they were like the entire part of the map was based around the Easter egg now it seems. Mm, Everyone's right. like what if, the first thing they think about is the Easter egg. Yeah. What about cracked. you, Matty? I remember me and my friend were trying oh. to fix it like trying to find it out but it was already released day one uh, like before it came out so we trying had, like, to no find chance. what out like the easter egg how to do it like it was released day one like some youtuber got it early and found out it was kind of bullcrap yeah so blastro or i mean um maddie when it when we're talking about um zombies do you are you a big i mean are you do you I, do it or? i have a lot of fond memories i apologize if i get on a ramble here um because i i mean i remember ramble once away. in uh because i started playing zombies i was in middle school uh or, or junior high sorry and um i remember like my friends and i came up with this thing like when because you know it was back when I, I don't think parties had a thing where you could put them on private or invite only uh so kids right. would just keep joining and we'd have to have a code word to not piss them off but to kick them from the party so we we got we were playing nazi zombies one time and we were like you know all right if someone joins say clear the debris because that's what you had to do on the, the first zombies map in world at war so what, what we do yeah. is like some kid would fucking join and we're like dude we're trying to chill here, and so we'd just be like, yo, Matt, or yo, Connor, clear the debris. And it would sound like we're talking about the game, and then <laughs> just get booted. Uh, so I remember that pretty well. But uh, in the terms of zombies, yeah, I remember World at War zombies fondly. I think anyone does, because that was the beginning of it all, and I think uh, what Blaster said oh, yeah. is really true, where, you know, it was fun to play the zombies mode and, and look for the Easter eggs, where now it's built around it solely, because it's such a phenomenon. You know, there's YouTubers that build channels off of zombies theories and zombies runs and stuff and it's really cool to see how much it's grown but it's definitely turned into um it hasn't lost its charm yet but it's definitely turned into something less of what it used to be i you know i am a little biased i do like treyarch cods more in general i've noticed uh not just because i sit down and like this is treyarch i'm gonna like it but just because when i play it it tickles my fancy a lot more so uh, when it comes to zombies, I've, I still think Black Ops Zombies was good. Black Ops 2 Zombies was good. Um, I don't. Did 3 have zombies? I don't remember ever hopping into that. It did? Okay. I, I, yeah. yeah, it did. I, I played the reason it why I asked is because. DLC had good, was good. Yeah, I didn't play yeah, the reason Black why Ops 3, so I was like, I'm not sure whether or not that was the um, case. The reason why I asked is because. So when you look at the zombies across the, the entire group. There's a lot of people now who are wondering, you know, should zombies split out on its own? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and oh, actually. Yeah. I think that um, if they did that, it would be very cool if it was a smaller a smaller scale thing that they could do. I, they could do maybe around the same time, whatever they want to do. But it is it is sort of its own separate thing. Maybe not an entire game. I don't necessarily want like 
eight hours of campaign in that, right? Like, I mean, you know, just sort of give us some spots to play. It, it's like a little cheap mode. I mean, I, I don't really want it sold as DLC either because I know there's that difference. The moment you split it out, if you don't give it enough, people are going to be pissed that you have to pay for it. But there, there has to be a middle ground there somewhere because I do feel that some development time is lost trying to develop for that, which could be moved to an expansion. I think it would be like the how Gwent, like the thing with Gwent. Um, so they kind of just took like one of the most popular what's, parts of the game and then just made its own. Gwent for uh, and Witcher three, mm-hmm. the card game. Oh, is that the card game? Yeah, Gwent, and it was uh, yeah, they're splitting it off. So I think yeah. if they did the same thing for zombies, it'd be really popular. Yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely uh, that's a good idea. I never even thought of that because uh, I guess there because I I think I don't see Activision ever doing that because they know people Me buy neither. Call of Duty for zombies. There are there is a a big fan base bigger probably than the ones who buy it for the campaign who buy it for zombies or the new remastered Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buy the game for the remastered. Here, here's what I'm thinking is like, I thought they'd start a trend of remastering games. Do you think they're gonna do uh, the opposite where they were like? Okay, Infinite Warfare's got the jetpacks, the running. You might want boots on the ground. Here's COD 4 Remaster. At least that was their excuse. I think part of it was because they knew Infinite Warfare really wasn't appealing <laughs> yeah. to anyone. I really think that's the case. But do you think now that they're going back to boots on the ground with uh, COD World War II? So do you think there's going to be Modern Warfare 2 or uh, Black Ops 2? I don't know. Just uh, What's a game with like wall running? I guess they're all too recent to re-release when you think about it. But do you think they're going to bring um, any Modern Warfare's back as a re-release to compensate for those who don't like that era? Go ahead, Blaster. I think COD 4 could have been a one-off because um, people see, like, they were so hyped for it. They're like, it's going to be exactly how it came out. And then there's all these issues with it, like the collaterals don't work the same. Then they added supply drops in. So it's ah. not going to be as the same excitement for it. It's going to be like, oh, they're just going to corrupt all the games. So it's like, no, we don't want remasters. You'll ruin our memories of them. You'll add in all these new weapons to the old game. I think that was a big uh, people like. Yeah, had a I, I get with that it. people didn't want them to touch up those or, games, but uh, I mean, why didn't they nerf yeah. the fucking M16, man? What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> I, well, another thing, um, they might think be- that if a game is bundled, it's uh, it's weak. So, like, because Infinite Warfare was so bad, they'd be like, oh, they had to add a remaster. So, for the next Call of Duty, it does it. It's like, oh, the base games, like, the new wait, one's going to be shit. Wait, Infinite Warfare sold incredibly well. What do we mean it was bad? Well, a lot of people say it was bad, Infinite Warfare. Oh, a lot of people say fucking Witcher 3 is bad. I mean, we, we have to be realistic. Like, oh, yeah, I, I think yeah, that's I one think of the problems was, also. I, I thought it was bad. I, <laughs> I thought that game was so, very bad. So, then you're Even using the, the word did. bad incredibly wrong. Like, come on, bad. Like, if you want a bad game, go buy Two Worlds 1. That's well, a bad game. No, uh, but when we start, like, exaggerating to the point to where you're looking at Activision and you're saying, and I know you dislike Activision. I get yes. it. You, you yes, have you every do. right to. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you're well but, aware. But you touched when, my you, Ninja when you look at these, when you look at these things, you have to, I mean, we do have to be realistic because mm-hmm. any more hype, hyperbole is just going to fucking, it's going to mess up the entire you know discussion that we want to have with the developer. Yeah. Additionally... Yeah. It leads us as gamers down the path of disappointment. And here's why. And I, you've seen it. I've seen it. And I'm sure you've probably talked to developers or publishers who have told you this. If a developer or publisher's numbers do not match up with the consumer overridingly says on forums and so forth, they will most likely go with numbers. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you have pros, whoever these pros are, saying we dislike blah, blah, blah. But guess what? If it still sells really well, 
then then what you have is an unfortunate place where the game creator has to go okay it, it you what you're saying isn't matching this and I, that's what i was saying at the starting of this i think this firmly proves that you have newcomers who are not as vocal and certainly don't know as much about the games and some people it's will say they know less is the they, fallout for right <laughs> this is exactly it this is what i've been trying to say for yeah. so long is that as long as we scope the discussion to be realistic, and trust me, when I say hyperbole, I'm not saying you guys are doing anything wrong. I'm just mm-hmm. because I'm no, no. Mr. Hyper- I, for me, I I'm say bad because I look at that budget. I look at the money they have. I do expect right. more. I could, I, I don't try I, to I, as much as I, I don't like it. them. I don't try to can the Activision excuse all the time and be like, right. it's Activision. What do you expect? I know they can make good shit. I know they can. You know, if you got fucking I, money I, and the talent, which I'm sure they have, they've shown it before. You can make good stuff. It's like. They, they, they've though, been on my be... favorite box arts growing up. It's like they can make good stuff. Yeah, I, I heard I that think it was what released. We're looking like... at, just real quick, just real quick. Mm-hmm. I think what we're looking at, though, and this is what I was trying to ask, was, I mean, the separation, the separation of church and state a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like well, one, one group is saying one thing and talking about it somewhere, and, and the numbers and metrics aren't matching up. By the way, I do understand Infinite Warfare did not sell as well, but it was still number one. Yeah, that's you what know, I said to people. I was like, it didn't sell as well. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's still riding their Scrooge McDuck sled <laughs> down some, some gold doubloons. Yeah. But my question for you guys is this. like, How does a developer – if you're a developer, Maddie, how do you decide what to do if vocally – the people who've liked it have moved on, but the people who don't are still bitching about it. But the people who liked it bought it and bought enough of them to make mm-hmm. it completely worth creating again. No, what I, do you do? Yeah, exactly. And you you bring up a fair point. It's like when you see, um, you know, we can relate to it in a, a unique way as content creators, but you'll see a couple of shra- trash comments in a row, people not digging your stuff. But yeah. you'll look at the like to dislike ratio and you'll, be, and you'll be like, okay, so the only people who are really coming out are the ones who don't like me. But it seems that... The content was satisfying where people are like, all right, I like that and moved on with their day. And that's, as a viewer myself, that's what I do. I usually don't leave a lot of comments. I'll just hit like. I'm like, that was really good and move on. Um, so I, I think that's what they do. Because for me, when I see a type of criticism in comparison to the numbers, I don't take that criticism, I don't want to say as seriously, but I don't take it to heart as much where I'm like, I must be doing something right because it seems people are overall enjoying it. And so, yeah, like, that, I agree. That's the situation they, they get put in where, yeah, if you're, if you're like... I don't think Infinite Warfare is the worst game ever fucking made, but I thought it was not it was not good. And I don't say that because I mean there was like the trend to hate it because of the dislike bar on the trailer. I'm sorry, but like that just totally makes your way of if you're a gamer who just didn't like it because it was fun to dislike <laughs> a game, then that totally makes right. your criticism of the game irrelevant. I know it's fun to hop on the COD hate bandwagon and all that stuff. I I've been there. And it's just that you gotta be realistic and when the game's put down in front of you uh, you know, even when I get, uh, for example, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, even when I get a game that you, you might you might know, like, okay, it's probably going to be shitty, you cross your fingers when you're sitting down, like, please be a hidden gem that I can fucking praise. And that's what I did for Sniper Ghost Warrior, and I know for a fact that's what I did for Infinite Warfare, because, you know, I have a lot of, I think a lot of people um, in their teenage days around my age bracket will have fond memories of COD, and, you know, when you sit down with that new COD, you do get that little child excitement and you know you're like i man i just really want to like this and uh that's why i found uh infinite warfare pretty disappointing because um usually i can find something to like about a call of duty um especially when i didn't expect to like black ops 3 and i really like that and i'm not a fan of the wall running shit at all um so 
you know, it, that that's why I had some hope for Infinite Warfare. But I, I do have to say, I think Infinity Ward's lost their touch a bit. And I, I think they need to do some reworking personally. Um, I think that, like, they're having have been having some issues for a while now. Because how many times have they had to remaster stuff? Not just the game, but, like, um, how many times have they made new terminal remasters of their mm-hmm. old maps? That's like, true. all they do, all you hear is how they remaster these maps. And a lot of people were saying how... Um, there was a bunch of things that they're adding in really late, like an emblem editor that you think would have came oh, in the base yeah. game. But that's, I, that. I think that's just kind of nitpick on my part. Um, the main trend is, like, the current Call of Duty is always the worst in the community. Everyone's, like, um, trash-talking mm. it. But, um, like, I think there was a lot missing compared to, like, Black Ops 3. So much, in fact, that they're still releasing DLC for Black Ops 3 beca- to compensate for all the people that went that back to the volumes. Call of Duty. Yeah, I think. So it's definitely, um, I think the reason that I sold so much was, A, it's a Call of Duty game, and and 2, actually, I said A and then 2, A, B, <laughs> um, B, it's because of the remaster that came with it, and people are so excited for that, because yeah. um, when people see the, like, the uh, trailer, and um, a lot of people would have been like, the, the main people that are buying the game, they'd be like, wow, a lot of people don't like this, and may have not picked it up. So there's so many variables. It'd be hard to call exactly why um, they've they've returned to the roots, but it's mostly a public outcry about it. Yeah, yeah. I just that's not what developers ever tell me. I mean, it, yeah. it, it could be, it could be, but they most of the time they know most consumers are full of bullshit, and so it's like, and and we know that. I mean, Maddie yeah. and I've dealt with some stuff. We dealt with something this weekend. I, I think he dealt with it better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a PR thing that happened where I was just – I was sort of livid when it happened. Let's and, talk and, about and that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it yeah, in a second. Yeah, yeah, we'll I don't want to derail this fight. Yeah, but, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, I, I, I in no way, shape, or form think any of these games are the best games in the world uh, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that what's weird is our impressions are so different. For example, the people I hang with, um, almost none of them have gamed for longer than one year oh, wow. because of a certain job I do on the side. They, Infinite Warfare to them, is Battlestar Galactica, which they watched on TV as a kid, the new one, mm. the remake, and were like, oh, it's in the future. Advanced Warfare, you know, it's in the future. And they just play it. And they don't, the things that we talk about don't come up. What worries me is as gamers age, and remember, the industry is literally, this is the only industry you can think of that's really aging with the consumer. As in, there are people here who play games who, there were no games when they were born. There was no games for their teen years, let's say. Mm-hmm. And so as that happens, you hold those contained hates. You hold, on, you hold on to them. We all do. Maddie and I have talked about this for hours. Like, how do you forget that a company fucked you over six years ago? Yeah. And it's difficult as hell. And what happens is we remember, we remember, and then that title gets compared to 50 other fucking titles. Now, Maddie's right. You know, whether all that happens, you're supposed to grab a game, review it, or grab a game and play it and not think of that. I think with reviewers, they probably know that. I think most gamers don't give a shit. They buy the game. They don't care mm-hmm. if they remember old hatreds or not. But you get these weird discussions sometimes that, I mean, it, it's so odd because I have no clue why they went back. But they were rumored to go back before this last one. So it's like, does that mean that the one before this last one was the bad one? And that they just tried one more time? I mean, there's so many. It's like we're all guessing you know, in in some way, looking at the lunar phases of the moon to try to figure out when to launch our fucking rocket. <laughs> and it's just sort of, it's, I mean, it gets lost sometimes. It's like, 
it, it's hard to know. I wish I could be a fly on the wall. Remember we were talking about this yes, with Yeah, like, Just be a fly on the wall when the idea came out <laughs> to see yeah, how the just, reaction just, was. Yeah, sit there and go, okay, somebody's going to mention they're going to call it World War II. That's the first thing. I want to know how that was named. I want to know who named that game and who who had the – it must have been like their accountant who was like, what? Uh, what when are we doing this? World War II? We should call it <laughs> Call of <laughs> Duty call it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do uh, you guys think that it was named that to differentiate itself from Battlefield 1? Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's what I, I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. It, um. It's just that uh, they, they. It's clear that they knew there would be the response of Battlefield and COD. You know, it, it yeah. always happens. And and this time, yeah, I was gonna say. And I don't think they're copycats personally. And I'm not saying nah, you said either. that. Yeah, but it's just that. Um, Wait, I, people are saying what? Yeah, they're saying that like Call of Duty copied. Remember we talked about this last week when we knew the reveal was coming up, and I was saying people are gonna say that they're copying Battlefield One, but this decision for Call of Duty was made years back. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, and people yeah, are saying yeah. like they're called. Yeah, I remember you saying and, that. Yeah. And, and it happened. People are like, "Oh, they're copying Battlefield One." I'm like, "Dude, please educate yourself. Come on, you know nothing about game development yeah. at all." It, it's yeah, they're just a step behind. But um, what I want to get back on track with here is, you know, they talked about not just boots on the ground, but they were saying like there's no health regen. There's like health pickups yeah. now. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's the multiplayer. That's a big change. But it's no, single and it's single player. Multiplayer, they 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 weren't talking about. They did okay, mention okay, okay. in single player there is no regenerating health, yeah. and it will be, in their words, far more deadly or something like that. Or you'll be far, you will be far more vulnerable. That's interesting. I, I'm getting. Uh, why am I thinking of Doom right now? You know the health pickups running. I, I just uh, I don't know. I'm not saying the game's gonna be like Doom, but I'm saying like that. Go back to your roots kind of bring back the old where doom was bringing back that fast-paced running gun action health pickups armor pickups uh power-ups it's like you you wonder if cod might be taking inspiration um in the, ter- the ten- in the sense copycat, of obviously yeah the copycat. <laughs> yeah no one's ever done med packs before it's definitely a copy <laughs> yeah but in the sense of just premise of like you know right. uh going back to the roots and, and pel- like uh, health pickups and stuff um what i'm afraid of though is that with COD World War Two, the reviews will come out, and I know I'm jumping the gun here, but like you know, fans will rave. It'll be like, the, oh, this is the best COD ever. And it's like, is it because people are nostalgic to go back, or is it because it's an actual good game? That's where you just answered your question. It'll be some people doing both. Fuck. That's yeah. I mean, that's it's unfortunate, Patty, but you can't win that. Yeah. The moment you mention it, it's like you just answered your question. It will just be some people doing. I mean, we all have friends. For example, Cadiz, who's on my channel, he'll sometimes he'll like a game, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's most likely based around him just liking the memory of something else. Like, mm-hmm. and and I'll wait a little while, and then maybe half a year later, I'll ask him, and his answer will change. He'll be like, <laughs> "Well, really, because you were wearing their jacket and shit. You, know, like, <laughs> you were you were wearing their swag." So I, I think they'll I think people do everything. They'll mm. they'll do all, all different bits. You know, that's the way it happens, right? That's I mean. True. What other? Life. There was a, a little tease of multiplayer gameplay of the uh, new headquarters, they called it. It looked like a social yeah. hub. Interesting idea. Um, I hope to God that there's a mute all feature in that fucking lobby <laughs> for the people who don't sit in parties. Because, man, like sitting in a COD yeah. lobby of 12 people and kid, you know, kids oh and, and, and young adults screaming. And it's like, imagine that with 48 people I in there. I your mom. Yeah, like all just yelling. <laughs> man, I hope that's... Ooh, that could be bad. But, um, hey... Isn't is what is it? Just the lobby that's like that? Yeah, I, I I don't know if they went into a lot of details on what the headquarters was, but I think it was um a new way for 
players to interact and also i think okay. it's like where you, it oh, was to bring to life the idea of like while you're creating your loadouts and stuff there um it seemed like a unique twist in my opinion to kind of keep you invested in the era you're involved in sure um, it's probably like the tower it's probably like the tower from Destiny. that's what people were saying yeah that that's what i was listening uh oh it, it dear a... god we do not want that yeah there'll be dance emotes yeah we're gonna get star azur every every once a week to appear there well yeah, exactly. people were saying like you <laughs> know special uh, M16 they could have like, the faction they could have like uh those hut you know i don't know if you guys have played the updated battlefront with the hut contracts um yep. but people were saying like maybe they'll have a feature like that and um you know, they have to create a class system. I think is going to be different. Um, it seems like they're changing a lot of things up with that. And there's a rumor of a 48 man multiplayer mode. I think it's what they showed there. The, and it's not a mode, really. It's a social hub. But um, I, can Call of Duty even handle that with its type of its hosts and um, the type of gameplay it is? Could it do 48 man multiplayer? It just crumbles when they lose the host instead of like the connection yeah. dropping. Yeah. yeah. Hey, was it? It, is gets, it, it gets artillery bombed. Or, is it dedicated or is it peer to peer? I think it's peer to peer still. Okay. If it's peer to peer, I apologize if no I'm wrong to the, those who are listening. It's all right. There's no way the majority of people are going to be able to 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 have that and have it work well most of the time unless they've got some new magical infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But if, if they went dedicated, yeah, they could do that, and the engine can do it. Um, because I'm going to be honest. Do you guys truly believe that this is going to be anywhere near as open as Battlefield 1? Because I don't. No. And if they're smaller maps, even with more people, you could have 100 versus 100, but a smaller map means Medium your memory. Medium-sized maps will be their what? best friend because there's a lot of semi-auto rifles during that time frame. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I see it more as like they could. It's re- Hopefully, hopefully, guys, these guys are sitting down looking at their design decisions and are like, if we don't do recharging health, it has to make sense with what we do. Why did we go away from it? Because that's the, that's the big question developers a lot of times will forget to ask. We don't want to do this, but why? Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to do it, what are you going to do that makes sense? Because I don't want to run around like Doom and grab a fucking syringe pack and have it instantly work if just before that I was, you know, you saw the animation. Like, mm. because what it just, like, I want it to make sense. Why are we doing it? You know, um, health and stuff like that. How How is it going to work out? You hit on the biggest thing is health for me. Like, how are you going to make that? Like and really make sense they did something and like uh, Far Cry no. Three, where you'd like, Rap. you know, depending on like where you actually got shot. Like sometimes you go to your <laughs> right leg and just out. pop out a bullet. Sometimes you'd like yeah. pull a stick out of your That'd arm. Awesome. You know, that was really cool. And like, I and think that would be slightly something. adjust your speed, maybe. Yeah, you, you know, don't you think stuff like that? I, I think would be really awesome um, for their new health system. Or I'm sure that they'll have instead of like health pickups, they'll also have like med packs that you can uh, carry on you to to heal later in the level. Instead of constantly oh, yeah. looking for the health pickup to just instantly recharge your health. Oh, what if they did a crafting system for that? That would oh, be interesting. Be... Well, that's yeah. the thing. It that's makes cool. you wonder what that hub's for. I know we're talking, we're, we're bouncing between multiplayer and single player, but it makes you wonder if they're going to have you get, uh, like in uh, Infinite Warfare, one of the coolest things they, they did do with that game was uh, the blueprint mode or something like that. And you'd collect yeah. salvage from the multiplayer and you'd craft stuff. So. You wonder if they're going to carry that over into COD World War II and make it so that you can, um, you know, craft or build grenades. I don't know, man. Just so, Maddie, you were talking about you were talking about hut contracts. Would it not be awesome? See, one of the things we always see is that, and I get this: multiplayer people usually want to just hit the multiplayer map and go. I get mm-hmm. that. So people are going to be pissed when I say this, but I just want to bring it up. 
Do you know what would be cool to me is if you had your base or whatever you're calling it, your your place like Destiny, and you you can like walk up to a board, get your contract, and then that loads a multiplayer mission where it's like you need to go to this you know this forest where there's rumors of a patrol. Blah, blah, blah. And then the game sets that up, that multiplayer mission up slightly differently. One of the things that like we see all the fall? time is, yeah, like a Titanfall, because we see this all the time. It's like eight people loaded, eight people loaded. They all run in place while the server's <laughs> counting down. They jump, they leap, they teabag each other. And then the fucking server goes off and they run. Mm-hmm. I would like to see some unique things. Like, does everybody spawn in the same place? No. Spawn in eight, one of eight places and you don't get to choose. Spawn, you know, like, or have one guy hel- helicopter in or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different ways you could do these things. Like Airborne, we yes, talked about. Yes. Medal of Honor Airborne. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to jump out of a plane and land behind enemy lines mm-hmm. in the new Call of Duty. Like, if you're going to go that way- route, go that fucking route and, yeah. and solidify it in that ancient time. It's ancient now. Um, that would be awesome. Like yeah. that—that that would be the way they could win me over. Oh yeah, Lasher. What do you think of this new uh, hub? I guess we'll call it the social hub. Hub. Um, because I'm not a big fan of Destiny. If it is like Destiny, which is um, probably where they're taking big inspiration from, because right? uh, they're Activision and Bungie are on that. Um, but I think it could work, like with Carrick's idea with the the contract board like in witcher and you just go up loads of multiplayer map or you go into like the back room where the guy with the supply drops are at and it's like yeah. hello hu- mm. fleshy humans it's like who are you <laughs> yeah so it could yeah. be um cool. they have to do it right they have to do it right um if you could if there was npcs there that you could talk to it'd be really interesting too that if they uh, did that way yeah you could do some yeah. story elements that maybe uh, the, like the contracts what if you just did the multiplayer but if you wanted to do a contract you could go get the contract, then oh, go do uh, the player. This is like some speculation. Um, you know, Maddie likes that. But, yes, um, sir. We'll see you, like, you go in there, and then as you're playing the multiplayer, let's say you're not do- done the single player yet, you'll see all the characters in the hub, and then uh, you, if you, by the time you complete the story, all your friends in, that were in the hub are dead like, throughout <laughs> oh, no. the story. <laughs> oh, I got oh, you. My God. That'd be cool. Yeah, so like... I don't know. That'd be a little cool thing they could do. I, I like that kind of stuff. Like I would, I would totally. If you told me that that was in the game, I it would raise my desire to at least check it out far higher. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think a lot of us do like the multiplayer, but there is little elements of just the feel of the game that we like that they could add in with some story. For example, like when it gets in multiplayer, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. You get in the grind. It's like I need a new weapon. I need a new upgrade. I need a new. Blah, blah, blah. But it's sometimes it's like if they mixed in lore with that, if they mixed in contracts with that, like I got this fucking gun or I got this thing. Oh, and it's yeah, got it's a contract. Like this gun has a, yeah. And this thing has a thing, which has a thing. See, that's what happens a lot of times is they don't, you get a gun and that's it. It shoots faster. Good job. Your fucking rounds per second are 0.2% faster. Who gives a shit? But if it also says, you got this, oh, and, you know, there's a rumor about this and this and that, you know, and it's sort Mm. of like this weird narrative that that spans through it all. I think a lot of people who jump into multiplayer many times are sort of uh, aggravated by how quick it is. You jump in and it's just like, pick a weapon, pick a weapon, pick an outfit, pick a map and go. And if there was a little bit more of a, I guess, a detailed narrative you could follow if you wanted then it might get more people into it who maybe bounce off of it because of its initial, like, complexity. Or not complexity, but, like, brutal. It is brutal, let's be yeah, honest. I've had yeah. friends who were like, I'm going to play Call of Duty. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Don't even answer Call of Duty and say, I'm going to play Call of Duty because you will get knifed from 6,000 feet away. Yeah. You'll be like, what the fuck happened? You know, Commando so. Pro. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, throwback. Um, um, 
because uh, Call of Duty has been around for so long, it's like all the people that want are feeling the nostalgia for the old games. It's almost like the renaissance of Call of Duty, this game, and everyone wants them to go crazy. And uh, I yeah. think that's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you're, you're so right. Yeah, everyone's like, "Man, it's World War II. I'm pretty excited." But like now, they gotta get wild with it. I'm like, re- rewind. I don't for a want sec. wild. I just want a yeah. reason for them to have done it. Yeah, I'm like, let's rewind yeah. for a sec. I get the I get the appeal of seeing like a fucking crazy ass red tiger camo in World War II, and how that would be <laughs> awesome. But everyone was clamoring for the original stuff. You don't ask yeah. for one thing, and then when you get it, you want another thing. That's just well, that one. We that rolls back to Normandy. what we were talking about earlier. And how people were fucking, you know, the, the hyperboles and, and not giving yeah. developers the clear signal. How much yeah. can I get crazier than space zombies, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Pretty, pretty difficult. You know, uh, that that's a question I heard a lot of people bitching that we're returning to the beaches. And I get that. I actually thought that as well when I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, Yeah, man. it looked cool, like, but it was like, it looked familiar. It was, It's pretty close to the bone right there, y'all. Mm. I think I've eaten this dish before, but <laughs> if they do, if they say, here's the reason why we're going back, and it's not just because... Some people didn't like the future. It's because we thought we could do in that space very well and, and make it an intriguing title. And I know a lot of people are like, dude, this is Activision. They won't say that. But I can tell you, somebody in Activision, many developers, really do want that. They do. I mean, they're game players, too. They want that. So that's what we're hoping for is that they win out or won out. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what we get. Because, yeah, it, as, as Blastro said, if, if like my dudes died around me. I would be the coolest. Fo- I'd just yeah. be like, "What the fuck, man? These guys are dying." He's, like each time I come back, there's, you know, where's Jed? He was playing the harmonica. It's like he Jed died, motherfucker. Here's his leg. Just following <laughs> the harmonica. Like, yeah, yeah. Trailer. So yeah, that'd be awesome. There was also a little panel that uh, was shown after the initial reveal trailer, and uh, was anyone, I guess, put off by how scripted it was? Oh my I, gosh. I wish I, t- I feel like there's got to be a video out there of a boots on the ground counter. Every time he's like, boots on the ground, boots on the ground, boots on the ground. We went back to our roots. You know, shit. Fish dude. AI. Yeah. Fish AI. Like, <laughs> it's like, I wonder how many times they fucking said it, man. And like, uh, you had uh, Michael Condry and uh, Glenn Schofield. I think that's their names. I apologize if I got them wrong. But when they're sitting out on the couch, like, they could not, and they're game developers. They're not TV personality. So it's not like they're supposed to make it that easy. But I'm just saying, like, they could not make it more obvious. They're reading off a fucking teleprompter. The guy will ask him a genuine question. Oh, yeah. He'll you know kick back, put his leg up, and then pretend like the camera that I'm looking at is like you know the interviewer. And then the fucking teleprompter's over there. He's like, yeah. So you know we were thinking about bringing the boots on the ground, and like he just kept looking back and forth and back and forth, and it just it felt uh, less genuine, less rehearsed even. Um, and I know that sounds like a minor nitpick. If the game looks good, who gives a fuck about the panel, right? I think they're too scared about their reveals now. They're like, yeah. oh no, we can't. We don't want to get the dislike bandwagon mm-hmm. on it. I do like what they did, yeah. though, in the sense True. of the panel, because I, I said I wanted them to change up how they reveal games. I said I think giving it the game time to fester uh, was the biggest enemy of Infinite Warfare. You know, it, I think that hurt their sales because there are people who just said, I want to fucking hate this game. I'm going to. So fuck it. Let's do it. And um, I think because they kept silent for so long, you know, in between, they were like, we got to do the E3 reveal and all that shit. Um, and they did a good job with that, too, because they didn't show that it was Infinite Warfare until, uh, you know, at the end. And I, I said at that point, I was like, all right, that looked cool. They got me. I didn't know it was Infinite Warfare until it ended. And I, I said, I'll try it out. Um, wow. But, you know, the fact that they had resort to trickery in a way, that kind of sucks. So I like how they're changing it up. It's just I didn't like how... Uh, Blatantly, they were reading the teleprompter. 
Right. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Uh, um, I, I think that when it comes to, uh, you know, any PR like that, they, especially Activision, they're, they're held to so many different structures that like a smaller dev isn't. Where a smaller dev isn't held to like a stockholder, isn't held to mistakes that they may make. Um, when you're talking to like somebody from Rockstar, for example, they'll be like, dude, we have people who vet what we say on the phone during our stockholder events because we accidentally might tell people about a game or we might slip up and tell people about something. There's a lot of like structure around it. And what happens is they're just not very good at hiding it. You know, they aren't. I mean, like you said, it's like when you get when you catch somebody looking both ways, you just you, you realize that, yeah, they're not that that good at it. It'd be nice if everybody had the ability to just sit back and be like, yeah, so this is a uh, call of duty, uh, uh, boring name, boring name. Enjoy and just let them check it out. But it's Activision. They have stockholders. And mm-hmm. one, of, uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm worried about Vivendi and Ubisoft. We're going to see some huge changes theirs too, and and people aren't even happy with Ubisoft right now, let alone. Yeah, so. which I kind of find surprising. I thought they've been on a, a bit of an upward trend in the terms of their quality. They got a lot of indies. I like their stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just, I think Wildlands is the only one I can think of in recent memory that I was like, mm. oh, you see more people that <laughs> you more people that can sit back and say salutations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hip 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 hip, gentlemen. <laughs> Um, is there any other thoughts we want to offer on COD World War II before we move on? Um, oh, I think that they, um, they, um, have, like, a lot of, like, win it all, like, when they're, like I was saying, like, the setting and, uh, like, how it's not, like, one soldier's story. Mm-hmm. How's the president? I think they can do a lot more with that. Like, I just hope they don't do where they just jump from one group to the next, like, Battlefield, Battlefield one. 1 does. Mm-hmm. I hope they just, <laughs> yeah, I th- I I'm not sure... They'd lose their identity a bit if they did that. Um, well, yeah, my biggest issue was that uh, Battlefield 1 had the, <clears throat> the chance to be a really good campaign. I still say that it was a bit overrated for what people said. Because people yeah, were comparing yeah. it to previous DICE campaigns. And sure, uh, if you look at maybe Battlefield Bad Company 2, that was, in my opinion, the last good one they did. Um, but I, I think people got that critique mixed up. And for me, I just thought that they didn't give the game enough time to build any emotional strings to any of the characters or have any really unique moments we were talking about Carrick, you and i uh about some games campaigns feeling like multiplayer maps cut up and that's exactly uh, what oh, that yeah. was that's exactly yeah. what it was yeah. you know i remember the, <laughs> the one with the uh i think it was the ottoman empire and you know it was the, the train coming in just like the one i remember yeah. seeing from the beta and then you see it in the full game multiplayer. oh my gosh yeah. uh and, and you know it, it was a cool moment that was kind of mm, afterwards because i was like i've destroyed this train 40 times in the beta and now i'm playing the campaign and i'm destroying the train um so yeah I, I think that that game. Uh, I usually don't try to complain about game length all that much, um, but that was short I, though. Yeah, that was short, that was and short. I think it, it was its detriment because it didn't give you time to really get to know anyone. I, I remember the you know what happened, I guess, in the campaigns, like bits and pieces, but I don't remember names. I don't remember. Uh, it was just it was kind of forgettable. It was, it was cool. It was you know I'm here for the fun ride, but uh, it, it definitely didn't leave any lasting impressions. Like uh, yeah, you know any of their other campaigns. So most, it's almost like they all came to the dev room uh, like right before it. They're like, okay, what's your idea for a campaign? What's your idea for a campaign? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, they write a little storyboard and then just yeah. hand it in. And, then... and somebody was like, what are the levels loading look like? A, a cemetery, like a tombstone show that yeah. showed when yeah. they died. And you're like, okay. And then, and it, and it doesn't matter who you switch to. The dude's name's the same. So it's yeah. just like, um, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. That that I liked it, but it was short as hell, mm-hmm. and uh, it certainly wasn't up to 
other standards of other Sometimes games. Sometimes when you're reviewing games, you're not complaining Battlefield what it's hardline, short as hell, though, right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, Battle what did you say? What did you say? Hold on. Battlefield Battle hardline. Fucking hardline. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was no. joking. I was making fun oh, of Oh, fuck. I thought you were serious. Fuck. Yeah, oh, he was not serious. No one's serious when they talk about Battlefield hardline. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Who's I love you, Maddie. I love you, buddy. I'm just joking. I'm joking. All right, let's get off this. We've we've beaten this shit to yeah. a dead horse, man. Let's, let's talk about what, what else uh, is up. Let's talk about you know going back a little bit. Uh, there's been a bit of a trend on Twitter I've noticed, which uh, was talking about the last couple of game of the year. So I thought maybe we could list ours and then what we look for in those kinds of games. Um, Blaster, you said you went back all the way to 2011, so I guess that's what we'll do, right? So, so I, are we gonna start from present, or are we gonna go back, or whatever you want, at... bro? Whatever you want. Bro. Okay. So. We're going to go back to the Bethesda, last Bethesda time they won, um, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, do we all like Skyrim? Especially the combat yeah. up here in the combat system. <laughs> I like Skyrim. Not the combat. <laughs> I like Skyrim a lot. Yeah. Dovakin. So, um, and then we had Journey. Okay. That uh, was the next one. I think we all can agree. Never, okay. I actually never I, played I, that. I never beat it, but I, uh, I played like a level. And then The Last of Us, my favorite game. Mm, ever a story oh. uh yeah i think so yeah awesome no that's a, that's a great choice great i love that game that that's one of the games that en- is an ending that actually stuck with me and it, it developed over time where at first i didn't like the ending at all i was like that that was so bad i was like how could you do that i was angry and i and then i i came to uh, accept the ending i understood it more yeah i was like wow that was so good uh so that yeah. that's that's what I call a fucking amazing ending when you when yeah, you really so look at for it. For the viewers, like you guys are probably so familiar with these games. This is we're we're four years back right now. Because Skyrim two thousand eleven, Journey two thousand twelve, and the last one was twenty thirteen. We still got the best year of gaming twenty fourteen. <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition. No No Wait, what? Remember? <laughs> is he joking? No, it it was a real thing. They they won it, no, that I, year. In twenty fourteen. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm joking about it being the best. Yeah, <laughs> is this yours? Is they, this yours, or are you saying? No, it was a. Uh, it was game. It got game of the year. Oh, oh, oh I'm I curious. Think we were yeah. talking about yours. Yeah, I, I thought we were talking about, about yours. My I, bad. I was confused too. Yeah, because you're like yeah. talking about yours. Yeah, Castro. what <laughs> yeah, talk- you? What do you uh, like? Um, That's why he was surprised you went yeah. all the way back to 2011. He's like, how would he know? No, no, I, I was surprised when he's like, yeah, Journey was one of my game of the years. I only played one level. I'm like, what the fuck? Hold on. What? <laughs> I, I thought we were going over the, like, like, the awards the... that they won. You work at IGN. Yeah. Was... Come on. <laughs> Secretly, Greg Miller's sidekick beat all the way. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was just, I just searched up a list before the podcast. All right. Then, yeah, no, we'll, no, no. We'll so, keep rolling with that. We'll let Maddie go. And yeah, that, yeah. and then you think about these Blastro, but what you, even if it's just one year back, because I only have one year. Okay. Um, feel free, but what do you, Maddie? Do you have? I what do can you go think? back to 2012 just because I, I looked myself when I oh, when wow. this tweet came up, so I was like, all right, let's see right. what I, you know, because I went back to my old list and stuff. I didn't change anything okay. based off like how I felt games age, because I feel if you, if you make that game of the year pick, um, you gotta yeah. stand by it, I guess, uh, even if you don't, you know, still think it. So 2012 for me was Borderlands 2. Uh, the reason I picked that is because it really was a true evolution. I felt in every step, except frame rate, <laughs> um, that the uh, the first one was. I was watching because I was looking at Borderlands Two videos on my channel. And I was watching. I was doing this one mini boss fight in one of the DLCs. I think it was. And oh my god, the frames were fucking dropping. I was playing on the 360. Yeah. I was like, how did I not care about that? But 
aside from that, yeah, just you know the fact that they actually made a story that uh, eventually got emotional and hard hitting towards the middle end part, and uh, I won't spoil it for those who haven't played it. But uh, it was fantastic. I'm sure Lone, if he ever hears this, is, is probably really proud of me for saying that. Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, that was what my 2012 pick was. And 2013 was Bioshock Infinite. Um, that was a game I was just, you know, I'll tie in some of the pre-release hype that hit me. I was really excited for it. Like every corner of the fucking game I could go into and search. I really did because I was in love with the universe. I've realized when I look back on a lot of these games, I am a sucker for game universes. That's one of my biggest things oh. is... Me too. Yeah, That's is, fine. is the universe is good. Like, I mean, and there's nothing quite like Bioshock. Um, and Bioshock Infinite, I, I was like, you know, how can you how can you do it over again, man? I mean, the, and the fact that it ties to the rest of them, and um, not only that, but I, I mean, some people complain about the gameplay in Bioshock Infinite, and I can understand why, but I had a blast with it, man. And I replayed it recently um, last year. I still had fun with it. I still thought the the mix of uh, vigors and guns. I, I had a good time with it. Um, I didn't really have any issues, especially because you can combine them. Really, yeah. didn't have problems with it. Twenty fourteen was Transistor. Oh my god! Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I 20, played that. Yeah, twenty fourteen uh, was a very scarce year for gaming. We've gone over that many times, and uh, that's the first time I, I've really actually picked it. And I'm not saying in a bad way, but I've never had to pick an indie game for game of the year. But I mean, Transistor. Uh, was a game that really, I don't want to say spoke to me, but it connected to me because I, I loved how they tied the music into the story where um, sometimes the storytelling was pretty vague and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And then I'd hear the music and it would explain clearly what was happening. And I thought that was a really unique theme. Uh, gameplay system, unlike I've really seen since then, uh, you know, the, the stopping time, planning out your moves, and then watching all your your strategizing and work go into play and seeing if that execution was just right. That was really awesome. 2015, uh, if I had to redo, I'd go Bloodborne. But my original pick was Fallout 4. Uh, some people will still say, you know, to this day, they'll be like, why didn't you pick The Witcher 3? I got into a huge conversation on my fucking Twitter oh, about God. this. Oh, my God, bro. Because, like, people... We, you know, I'll get into the next one in a second, but uh, you know, so many people are like, "Dude, how could you not pick The Witcher?" I'm like, I know The Witcher is like the fucking. I think it's you know the gold standard for gold R- standard for modern RPGs. Yeah. I said you got no argument for me. That doesn't change the fact that I love the types of games Bethesda Game Studios makes, the way they do exploration, the way they handle their lore. Uh, and I know that you know. You see that mountain? They, yeah, I know they fucked up the, the lore a couple of times throughout four, but um, not enough for me to really break any love for the game. Uh, but yeah, I just, I liked what they did with Fallout 4. I'm, I, like I just said, with, you've noticed the theme with all these picks. I like good universes. Bethesda fucking kills it with their universes all the time. And the way they do exploration makes it a goddamn gamer's wet dream for me. And so, yeah. Near perfect. I, yeah, I, yeah, near perfect. So, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I liked Fallout 4 a, a lot. Um, I wouldn't stand by a game of the year pick now for that, but that's what I originally picked. And I do still say it's a good game and it would still be on my list. Just uh, if I were to redo that list, um, I'd probably go Bloodborne. Because um, someone was like, that's like saying someone put a fine steak in front of you, uh, which would be The Witcher 3 or Wendy's. And it was a good analogy. They were like, and I wouldn't equate Fallout 4 to Wendy's, but um, they were like, and you, it's Baconator, like you just picked the, man. yeah, it's like you just picked the Wendy's. And I'm like, some days you want fast food. Um, because <laughs> it's like the same thing with Call of Duty and Battlefield. You know, I, I think there's a couple COD fans who will say, yeah, I know Call, uh, Battlefield pushes the technical boundaries further. They have the bigger battles. Um, it's a better looking game overall. And yeah, you could argue that Battlefield is the better shooter 
between the two. But some people just like Call of Duty and its type of gameplay. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's how I felt about Fallout 4. Not that I like it really more in The Witcher 3. They're kind of just enjoyment-wise on the same level. But I'm just a bigger Fallout fan, too. I, I don't want to say I'm a big, big, big Witcher fan. I just, real Fallout Yeah, fan. I, the real Fallout fan. <laughs> hashtag. Uh, it, it's just that um, I feel like I'm explaining myself too much. But I'm more so because I, I know it's an interesting conversation I was having uh, about how I pick Game of the Years. I was like, I just go off what I best remembered because I know good games stick with me and what I enjoyed the most. And The Witcher 3, I played for a month, and then I stopped playing because I, I got into Batman Arkham Knight, then Rocket League, and then I beat it in August because I thought the Novograd section really wasn't that good. But uh, overall, I mean, that game was fantastic. Just 2015 was really good. And sorry, I'm rambling so much, but 2016, uh, and this will loop back to the discussion I was talking about earlier, uh, I picked Overwatch, and people were like... <laughs> How the fuck did you yeah. pick Overwatch? I'm like, hell yeah, Overwatch. I'm like, this game just surpassed 30 million players, and you're still questioning it. Like, you're still demanding that this game is bad. I can't, you know. And everyone's got their own opinion. I'm just saying that it's obviously widely loved. It's like, why is it yeah. so hard to question that Overwatch is a good game? I wonder. But uh, the reason I picked that was, and I've never picked a multiplayer game until that point for Game of the Year. I still play it on a nightly basis. Like, not even exaggerating. Yeah, I fucking love that game. Right now, we're in, like, the golden age of Overwatch, where every hero is a viable pick. My friend uh, never pointed that out. See, never, I'm crediting you this time. Uh, And it it was a great point when he said it, because you can go Hanzo, for God's sakes. And if you got good aim, you can have an impact. And it's really, you know, you got 20-something, 25, 26, I don't remember the number. Awesome heroes to pick from that all have their own individual impact. And if you are good with one of them, you can have that impact, and I think that's fantastic. But anyway, I've, I've talked long enough. Those are my last couple of Game of the Years. All right. So, um, are, do you, Blastro, is oh, it okay I remedy, if I go? I've, I've remedied my list, but I'll let you go. You said you only had a small I, list. I only, I, yeah, I've just got three. Because um, so, I can only go back to like three, two, three years before I before I start forgetting. Yeah, please go on as long as possible, so I feel like I didn't just talk for a goddamn hour. So, so Divinity: Original <laughs> Sin was two thousand fourteen. Oh wow! Um, I, 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 and and there was some issues there because it was early access. You all mm-hmm. know about that. Yeah. Like it was, it, it's when it I was released. On that. Yeah, and Divinity: Original Sin is one of those games that blew me away for various little reasons, like the the multiplayer role-playing rock mm-hmm. paper scissors it, I, it's shit that we wish fallout you know whenever i find out that we're all talking about games we wish had some element of another game that other game is probably a good game like that's and mm-hmm. this this was the first time where mixing spells in a location could cause like steam if you mixed fire and water it was just it was crazy and it reminds me a bit of zelda where zelda always has these weird little experiments there was a number of experiments and first game i can remember where if you don't return right away to do a mission that's time sensitive, the person dies instead of the typical Skyrim thing where they're like, thank you for returning 600 years from, from <laughs> yeah. quest. My daughter's still alive. And you're like, okay, I'll save her now. Uh, the next one. Uh, and these are all indies or small life is strange. Oh uh, yes. Oh yes. I, I love that you know, game. Love if that I wasn't game. live streaming that, that game would have made me cry at the end, bro. Oh my God. A lot of people see me and they're like, so this uh, fucking lumberjack dude shoots people. Cod goes out, but his, his <laughs> Game is Life is Strange, and yeah, easily. I love being a 17-year-old girl. It's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, uh, it's fantastic. It's, Do you think it, they're ever going to make a sequel to that or anything? Yeah, I they hope are, they don't. They are. But, they are, they are going to. I, I think it could have ended better, and then I would be okay with just one series. But because it didn't end the greatest, even though I 
still think it's the best overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with it, but, uh, but I, I agree with Blastro that like there's some questions. There. I, I love then, that course, that mix of the which uh, one's the, the canon ending? Like I don't want to spoil, but like that's the uh, biggest thing for the, me. The uh, man, the canon for Life is Strange would be definitely not what I got because <laughs> I'm one of the, at the end of Telltale Games. It says you and zero percent of people chose to do this because I am yeah. definitely <laughs> when I <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I was on the minority for most of my decisions. Damn, yeah, and so. then um, last year's was Oxen Free, mm-hmm. another an, which my picture up there. Oh, you can't see it. Um, Oxen Free, no. another indie game, and it, it it's like Life is Strange. As a matter of fact, a lot of people call it like a two D Life is Strange, really? and okay, it's one of those no. titles where I beat it and then beat it again instantly, as in started it over, beat it again, and then got Cadiz, and I was like, I need you game to tell plus. me if this is as good as I think it is, like mm-hmm. because I'm a little, I, I'm I can't really tell. Have I lost my way? Like, what's going on? Like, I just want to see somebody who doesn't play these kind of games because that is not his style of game. And he sat down, and within like twenty minutes, he stopped answering any questions. I like, I'd be like, "So, what do you think?" Oh man, did you do? What do you think about the voices? And I was like, "What the fuck?" So I just was sort of quiet. I was like, "This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen." Because he's very, he's like me. We're like, so anyway, what were you doing yesterday? Where we're playing Virtual Fighter, you know. Um, and, uh, and we got done. He's like, yeah, it's my favorite game of the year, like instantly. And, um, it is like, it's, I don't get emotional in those ways, but I feel a Goonies slash, uh, you know, that nostalgia, Mm -hmm. the the, the explorers kind of movie feeling. And I think that, uh, you can tell because at two of those life is strange and oxen free. Those, those were the shit they nailed it. And cost wise with what you get is just, I mean, it's through the roof. So, yeah. yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, no, your 2015 you pick, though, I, I, for, I, uh, I forgot that, not to cut you off, just, I, I remember Life is Strange, I really appreciate it, because it, uh, you know, it took the Telltale formula, and it added a little more gameplay to it. Oh, and, definitely. And I really like that. The way we all want Telltale to be. Yeah. Don't, what you say? I that's agree. literally yeah. what we would you want. you say it was progressive, or it actually goes backwards in time? <laughs> Look at this guy with the jokes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, so you want me to start off my list? Go my uh, remedy. Okay, so they say I just searched up best games for every year or whatever. So Skyrim is still my 2011 pick. Mm-hmm. And then Diablo 3 is my 2012. But oh. really, um, it was the expansion that got in 2013 that made it better. But I can't really go on an expansion for a game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the crap out of that and modded it on... Mod? Um, I didn't know they had mods. On PS4, you could find so many modded lobbies. It's insane. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What, kind, what kind of what do they do in the modded lobbies? Is it just like uh, basically just kills everything instantly? Oh like, <laughs> shit! Wow, I didn't know that. Well, like after I beat everything, mm-hmm. that I'm just like, yeah, yeah I go back through, and like become a lawnmower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, I, I ended up clearing the highest level rift in under two minutes. Fuck, that's highest. Yeah, because because um, I just played Witch Hunter, and then you have like the I don't know, it just basically yeah. infinite cooldowns on invincibility. And you <laughs> yeah. just, how many how many, yeah. how many damn difficulties does that game have? <laughs> Wait, um, it actually the the max when I played it was a Creator Rift level one hundred. Fuck. So basically, it was just, and I was like max Paragon because like the more you play, the more modded lobbies you get into, and it's get fun. It was. I, I've heard that yeah, on PC they uh would have like temporary heroes like from different games of Blizzard's in Diablo three. Am I correct on that? Um, I think that's Heroes of the Storm. No, I, I the... thought it. Was, I thought I heard it for uh. Thought I heard it for Diablo three, but yeah, I know Heroes of the Storm does that because they're doing this thing mm-hmm. with uh, Genji Lucia. and Diva, 
and they have you like you can get new skins for Overwatch. Zarya has better skins in Heroes of the Storm than Overwatch. Yeah, she's she, dude. It's not... It sucks being a Zarya main for the most part. She's <laughs> like because I I use her all the time, and she's got the fucking worst skins. It's like oh, it's I, I got nothing cool to do. Uh, the last for twenty thirteen, uh, the Last of Us is my favorite game. Mm-hmm. So sure. um, it takes the cake for that. Uh, twenty fourteen. So in, I actually put. Uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order. I right. thought it was a great, great game. game yeah. um, for, you picture and sister for that year, but uh, Wolfenstein. Uh, I didn't pick up that many games that year because none of them really appealed to me, so yeah. it took it pretty easily. Um, then for 2015, Life is Strange. Really? Okay, cool. Got that. I but I didn't play that in 2015. So I played it later, but that's now that fine. I, look back, I, I know I've done that yeah. in the past. Yeah. I'm okay with that just simply because he agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't worry, we're not talk- done talking about Life is Strange. Um, and then in 2016, I picked Overwatch 2. And then um, out of the games that have come out so uh, far, what do you guys think for uh, Game of the Year this year? I was asked that earlier this morning, and it, it's hard, but I. <clears throat> Honestly, man, there's been a couple good games, but um, especially recently, um, I find myself returning to like indie games. And, well, I guess Oxenfree, it makes sense. Like That's what I'm returning to, and there's a couple indie games. I also have to give real quick before we move on, Ori in the Blind Forest, or Ori in the Blind yes. Forest, is another title that... I hate if you guys haven't got games it, usually. Um, <sighs> not hate, but so I, do I, I. I can usually not get into them. And Me that neither. is one that... looks good, though. Oh, man, it is great. Yeah, sorry, I, I I forgot about I, that one. But too. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn for me, without a doubt. Yeah, it's, if Horizon I... Zero Dawn is so far past anything else I've played. Uh, <laughs> Near Automata might be close, but yeah, that's that would the be thing my is, 2017. Um, <clears throat> for 2017, uh, out of the games I beat, it's either Resident Evil Seven or Horizon God, Zero Dawn. Too. Um, Neo, but uh, yeah, Neo's up there. Um, that was a great game too. It's just that there's so yeah. many great games to pick from. But out of games I haven't beat, I haven't played Near, and I, I you know, I love a good mm. platinum game, and I've heard I love Near's story, and I've heard Automata or Automata's story is fantastic. So that could be on my list at some point. Uh, Persona Five, I'm in love with. Uh, haven't beat it. I'm at the hundred hour mark now, um, and I'm sh- I'm almost a hundred percent sure that. I'll, be on my list unless it, some catastrophic thing happens at the end of the game, which I really doubt will. But I mean, that game, like I get hyped up when I play Persona so much because it's just got so much flair and style to it, and they just have the best fucking one-liners in the game when they're in combat. And I still get fucking goosebumps from that game. Like I remember at the eighty-five hour mark, I still had fucking goosebumps from how epic this game is. So. I would be shocked if this game was not my game of the year, but I don't like to call it before the year ends. But if I'm going to pick, like, one game right now, like, yeah, it's it's probably Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, but uh, that that's just me personally. Yeah. I got to pick that game up. Yeah, that, that <laughs> game, it's just that... What about you, Blastro? You didn't say um, yours. Oh, my, you didn't, mine's for probably, like, Astroneer, because I have literally, oh. that was the only game I bought. <laughs> Wait, what game is it? Astro Near. Astro Near is uh, that it's at Microsoft. Well, it was it was like a early on uh, Xbox preview for a while, but it was like um, walking around on a planet, you know, trying to mine stuff and build that. yourself up. It's goofy looking. Those, uh, cracks that were left after No Man's Sky, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> my good, heart, my, put my point. heart back together. 
<laughs> yeah, with the JB Weld known as Astroneer. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a good. That's a good. That's a good pick, actually. Yeah. That makes total I mean, sense. I'm, I'm, for me, the, the big tear is between right now Resident Evil Seven and, and Horizon, because like I'll think of Resident Evil Seven immediately when someone says Game of the yeah, Year. Yeah, right. Holy shit! You know that that is a, a incredibly well done game in the terms of New Game Plus content. I'm surprised we didn't talk about that last week with the New Game Plus stuff. Um, I thought that game did it really well with the, the Madhouse mode. Very well. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, the, the level of quality, the gunplay, the survival horror that was really there, uh, the intensity. Just, fuck, great game. But on the other hand, you got Horizon, where, like, like the best new open world I've explored. Uh, they, they And it's an experience, dude. Yeah. There's something about Horizon that even when my friends are like, that looks awesome, and I'm all, it's not... It, that's easy to sell you. It's mm-hmm. easy to sell you on graphics. We've we've all been sold the bullshit car that looks good but fucking yeah. doesn't scoot, you know. And Horizon scoots. That game is fucking. I mean, it's like it's. Yeah, I'm the, constantly the experiencing new things. And yeah, uh, it, Resident Evil's fantastic too. What a good year, yeah, right? Isn't right? it awesome? That's the that thing is, I, I don't want to call in. a shot yet, just because I really there's there's too many good things to pick from. They yeah, really there's are. a lot. It's it's insane. That's a good question. Yeah, really. I didn't even think of that. All right. Well, on to our next topic. Let's talk about prey. We brought we brought up uh, some some swag bags recently, and uh, we wanted to talk <laughs> about just the prey release week upcoming and uh, our expectations of this title, and uh, just our, our thoughts on everything. So let, let's start with the story uh, on what Carrick was bringing up, but then we said let's hold off. We'll talk about it later. I don't know how many people listening follow me on Twitter. Uh, or Instagram, but handles on screen. Yeah, yeah. Shameless <laughs> plug here. Uh, but what happened was, I come home uh, from Buffalo Wild Wings, and there is a package on my bed. Um, and my parents are, are nice enough to do me that favor and just put it in my room when something comes in the mail for me. I'm thinking, like, I remember, oh, you know, Bethesda asked me for my, you know, my address. They, they probably sent me uh, the the prey game. I was like, oh, awesome. You know, this this will be great. I'll just start the, oh, the review now. Yeah. I know where this is going. And, and so I opened this box. And mind you, I'm not saying it's an entitled manner for those listening. I know you guys know me by now, but I'm just clarifying for any new listeners. Uh, so I opened this box up, <laughs> and it's a golden box. And I, I'm like, oh, this is definitely the game. So I lift the lid, and there's a piece of paper. I'm like, oh, embargo notes. I'll, I'll read that in a sec. Let's see what's in here. So I start going through some some packaging and stuff, and I see the weirdest swag bag I've ever received before a game. So for those the who, weirdest, yeah. So for those who have not ever seen what that is, uh, Microsoft was kind enough to do this before Gears of War, and actually I think it was after the game came out, and they sent a lot of YouTubers and Twitch streamers an Xbox One Slim of the the Gears of War Four one. It, it was awesome gesture, um, and you know it gets it, it's designed to get creators excited about the game sure. to talk about it. It's smart, I can't lie, but uh, if you've got a good head on your shoulders, then you know that that shouldn't have influenced your opinion. But uh, it's, it's usually just a kind gesture of coverage for the, the game in general. Um, and so I'm thinking, like, all right, they're sending me the game and, and some swag, and I open the fucking package. And so I first I take out toilet paper. I, I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, they sent me toilet paper. This has to be a joke. So I put it down. I'm like, okay, like, they're just gagging me. Next thing I pull out, coffee beans. I'm like, I just couldn't believe it. I was thinking, like, where are they going with this? Is this some type of, like, did someone else get my address and just send me a bunch of fucking shit? But I see, like, the Talos 1 stuff on it. I'm like, this is Prey. This is Prey. I'm like, okay, let's put this down. What's the next thing I pull out? 
a fucking banana. What the fuck? It was a banana bunker, it was called. They sent me a plastic thing that, so if I want to take a banana on the go, I slip the banana in my pocket in my banana bunker, and I can take this shit where I want. I can fall on my fucking banana. That shit won't smush now. I was like, what the hell is wrong with these people? And then, that last thing, it was really cool. It was a, a Talos coffee mug, which is the only thing that made sense because, you know, you see the, the mimics transform into the coffee mugs and then zip off. But uh, I never saw a banana transform in my demos with the game. I never saw toilet paper transform when I was in the bathrooms in Prey during any of the demos I played. I, I, I've only seen the coffee cups change. Uh, it is yet to come. It is yet to dude. come. Like when I got mine, I was with friends and I, and I got it and I had, like I told you in Twitter, uh, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not getting the game because it's Bethesda. They won't give it early unless they do and you can't play it and then they turn it on. There's too many caveats. So I was like, it's probably not the game. It's a swag bag. That's fine. Whatever. So I leave it. And then my, uh, uh, the, my wife basically is like, I just opened this and there's a fucking banana in this box. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I go over and look. And the best thing, guys, isn't any of that, which is crazy all by itself and shows just how sort of I left out one thing, just how sort of almost embarrassing it it is. But the best was their embargo notes. No lie. Pretended like you should be excited that they sent you embargo notes about a demo. Everyone was able to play at that time and told you you that it was okay. To play it and stream. No. And they said it was okay to play it and stream it. So basically, they sent you a piece of paper that said, oh, just like everybody else, you can play and stream this. And it was that false. We've talked about this before. The desire for false PR. The desire for false bravado. That yeah. that get excited and buy a or get a second job to buy a PS3. And you're like, fuck you twice. <laughs> and... I was sitting there going, that was the worst part of all of it. Like, the, the, I was like, oh, great. I got a coffee mug, feed the banana to a dog, whatever. But mm-hmm. that piece of paper was pretty, I'm going to be honest, that was one of those times where I was like, I didn't care that I didn't get the game because I didn't think I was going to. Same. What I cared was this piece of paper was written so condescendingly and so like, you know, be excited that it just made me just be like, what the fuck ever. I just walked off. I was like. Whatever. I mean, there's nothing you can say about it. It happened. It was, very, uh, I knew it was an out-of-touch move. It. <laughs> I thought it was a gag It was out-of-touch. That's a good way but, of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, one of the, the, the PR notice, it was like that. Uh, what I Here's the thing. What I felt is like when they sent this out, they probably sent it to, you know, your smaller YouTuber, and, you know, they see that, and they're like, oh, like, I'm getting permission from Bethesda getting, themselves. Yeah, right. I can fucking do it. Let's go. Yeah, and I, I know because I've been there, and not that. I've had to do a demo per se, but I've had that feeling of like, yeah, they sent this to me. Like, fuck yeah, my shit's growing. This feels good. Like, you get that confidence and you make the content. Uh, way back in the past, uh, like when I had twenty thousand subs, and it was like a first time thing, and, and it, they take advantage of that. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. You know, you get that package in the mail. What'd you get in the mail? Oh, it's from a game company. You know, <laughs> not a big deal or anything. Yeah, yeah. You just fluff your shirt a little bit and just walk off. But. um you know, if you're if you're like Carrick and I, and we're not saying it in a, a, a flashy way, but you know, we receive these type of things from time to time, and you you get a little shocked when you get something like that, where it's like you're not the stuff that's in the box. You know, you get what they're going for. It's to fit the theme of the game, but it's the notice in there. It's like trying to get you to cover the game by saying you can, even though anyone can. It's like what I will say this. I also feel like, and this is just this is me. Not I can't speak for Maddie, but I did feel. Like there was a desire. I'm just going to be honest. I felt like there was a desire, a small desire at least, to distract 
us from the fact that we weren't getting the game. Here's why I want to say that. Because I was contacted secret hush hush, just like Maddie was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we need your address for a secret package. Yeah. And it's like, okay, your game's coming up in less than a week. Um, it, it, there was a, it, it, I just think it was very, it was one of those times where you're like, man, not everybody's this distasteful either. I have to hats off to some indie developers who send me stuff. I usually send, give it to patrons. Ubisoft is very good about mm-hmm. being realistic about what they're going to send. Strangely enough, I know a lot of people dislike them. Even Activision has done very well man. for me with Skylanders to do testing. Very, they've done an incredible amount. But this was one of those times where you're just like, what? Who I want to be in that meeting like that. Yeah. I want somebody to say, guys, I got an idea. We got the spare banana here from the fruit basket. Let's ship that to five YouTubers. Yeah, this. Yeah, what like, dude, the it's fly like on the, the wall. Filthy Frank, fly human cake. Wall. Send them. A bunch yeah, of human cake. Because the thing is, in practice, yeah. you open the box, you're like, what the fuck? I got a banana. It's like, how does someone fucking pitch that idea? Right? Like you said, it's like, dude, we got spare bananas. Let's give them those too. Oh, have you heard of the banana bunker? The what? Like, I just want, I just want to sit there and watch this all go down. And someone Some saying, guy walks, that's smart. That's a good Some choice. guy walks into the dev room and he drops and he falls down. He's like, at least my banana's not smushed. And, it's like, <laughs> and everybody's oh, yeah. like, that, there you go. Exactly. Dude, everybody's like, I think that you just sense. had a stroke of genius there. <laughs> that's fucking more wild. Stroke. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, just so more sad. so that, yeah, they, they, like Carrick said, it was a, you know, a hush hush approach. Um, where, you know, like I said, you, you expected the game, not in the terms of like, I deserve this, but in the terms of like, usually when someone reaches out within a week and a half or so of their game and asks for your address, you're probably getting the game it itself. It was purposely styled, Maddie. And, it was yeah, purpose- and I was like, it was purposeful for well, that's us the thing. to I was confused too, because I was like, uh, Bethesda's review policy, it's pretty trash. Exactly. And then they're asking for what's going on. I'm like, oh, maybe they're doing a change for the YouTubers. I was like, okay, fine by me. And then you get that and you're like... What like do you, are are you guys like okay? <laughs> do you know what's going on? <laughs> it was just one of those times where I try to keep pretty positive mm-hmm. about like this kind of stuff because I do see a lot of developers and publishers who are very you know excited about somebody covering their game, good and bad. Yeah. You know, I've had and you have too, where you've had a reviewer is like, man, you. I've had this Deluvian just recently where I hammered the Jesus out of that game, and the developer was the first person to post, and he's like, I've been waiting for this. I appreciate it. Never change. This is the honesty we need. We'll be back in a week with patches. And I was like, fuck, that's the that's way it should awesome. be. And then you have like the Bethesdas who they're great, and they, but they sometimes they lose their fucking focus. And you have to you, – you sit there and go like, I don't think you get it, dude. Uh, you know, too many times of that, it could be read really wrong, especially at this time. Yeah, <laughs> at this time frame. So it was just one of those really weird situations that reminds you that just because I get positive about a lot of developers and publishers and real people working there, yeah. that sometimes some jackass thinks a banana is a good idea. And, and <laughs> like even my even like people who don't know games, one of the guys said you can smell the PR in that box. Like, he's like, that is the smell of PR, That's bananas yeah. and coffee beans, you know. But enough of that. It was just, it was just stupid. Yeah. You know, one of those things. Our next topic is, uh, let's talk about Cars 3. Hell Bla- yes. Yeah, Blaster, this is your idea. So- <laughs> I haven't seen any any of this trailer you're talking about, but uh, you, you seem pretty adamant that you were like, we got to talk about Cars 3, Maddie. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so basically, it's the end of Lightning McQueen out here, allegedly. Um so they're trying to close it up, I imagine. Like your your uh, your, your days of, of thing? yeah, your days of racing are over. 
we need to kill this franchise uh, <laughs> like before we destroy it so they basically just um the next generation of like cars is coming out and like some some like random car set the new record on his like on his home stadium and he's like he goes to try to beat him and then he like flips and stuff you guys see that clip of like a little bit yeah, flipping, yeah, the crashing yeah super edgy yeah so um he basically, it's like sort of like a, like the uh, beginning of Rambo. He's like training and stuff, trying to like so he can beat um, that Russian guy in the fifth one or whatever. Ivan so Drago, just, my friend. Yeah. Yes. So um, uh, so I think <laughs> taking that. It feels like the game, the movie's trying to be a meme just so that it'll get like people in the seats. Yeah, that's funny as shit. I, I don't even know if it's a big. Uh, title or movie series anymore i liked one a lot i don't remember much of two um i don't remember much of two but i liked one and i I watch planes which is the ripoff you know made by (laughs) i think it's made by the same people they just planes train there's be gonna be trains here soon um but uh, i can't wait for boats yeah but trains planes boats automobiles john candy will return from the dead (laughs) um i think that uh you know they're trying to do something that's like appealing to the current audience and it's gonna fail Half of the time, the things like Cars and Toy Story, they they get nostalgia and they sort of understand how to handle it. And the trailer didn't look like it knew how to handle it. Uh That's just me. It looked like they had missed that completely. Because, like, the issue is that they made a series out of a movie that was, like, people were like, okay, that was good. All right. Like... Right, That's let's it. move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, not that it was... Like, the second one, it was, he was a spy, right? Yeah, the second, some shit. He becomes a spy. I don't remember the second one yeah. at all. Finn, <laughs> Finn McMissile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. That it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it seems like they just kind of made a franchise out of the wrong movies. Uh, they, I mean, they at least announced oh. the Wreck-It Ralph 2. That's, I lo- oh, that was, yeah. that was hilarious. That movie. I love Turbo-tastic. That. <laughs> it was a great fucking movie, man. And uh, are they doing... I just... Are they doing another Big Hero 6? At some point, or no, I'm just thinking of it's a world in Kingdom Hearts three, which has me yeah. so excited, man. Big Hero six is like my favorite recent Pixar movie. That was fucking cash. That game coming out. That that yeah. shit killed me. That was such a good movie. I was I, I watched that trailer and I left it on autoplay and like two or three hours later I came back to my computer and it was like some channel that it was like the AIs are AIs corrupting our children's minds. And I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> That's the best thing. Leave your YouTube on plane. And come back in a couple oh, hours, and it jumps. Video. It's weird, yeah, but yeah. Um, it was this craziest video. It was this guy, and I never even knew this was a thing. But like, he basically had like a glider thing, and he like ran. He like geared up, ran, and then he had like a tur like a turbine on his back, and he just flew. Yeah, and I'm like it, this is a thing, and they like shared it everywhere. I'm like, and everyone's like, yeah, it's a thing you didn't know. I'm yeah, like, it's the, yeah, it's the turbo flying suits. They're pretty pretty yeah, insane. Now. It's crazy. Yeah. I was like, I need one suits of these they no. are, but they're now that now they're a wingsuit with a with they're they they're not even under the arms like a squirrel. They're actual hard winged, and they have turbines, and they can fly for a while. And um, they showed one with an F sixteen, and then two people beside on each side doing a like a what? I a, mean, a, I, a I formation. Saw one, I was just like, what the hell? on Facebook the other day. Uh, that fucking ancient oh, site you probably saw the flying car. Thing. Yeah, like it was like this. There was a seat. There was like a tiny hood. I mean, it looked very lightweight. There were two wings, and this guy was holding a handle. He just ran, yeah, jumped, and like thing. sat down. I saw and, that. Yes, I know yes. what you're talking and about. And he just goes up. I'm like, log. what the? I'm no. And he just starts flying around. Video. 
Same video. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, that, that, that is fucking insane. And, and he just, yeah, and he's got a running start. He wasn't jumping down a hill or up a hill or whatever. He was nope. just flat ground, jumped up. He went. I yeah. was like, holy fuck. It was like that really like cringy vlogger attitude, like <laughs> charisma. It's like, hipster. what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's what I do. What's up, everybody? This is Carrick with ACG. People are like, fuck, yeah, it's like, a hipster. No, it's you like, got um, your own lingo, Carrick. Because, like, when I said, I said, one time I just, I caught the Carrick. I caught it, and I, I just said, I started off a, a fucking, I think I had to edit the podcast, and I literally hit, I said, sup, folks. And they were like, Maddie, I think you've been talking to Carrick too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say salutation. <laughs> yeah. The, now, be like, now what the fuck? We should all whatever Lone says. I'm gonna talk in an Australian accent. I can't do it. I'm gonna have to watch movies. Yeah, Lone roasts my intro, but Lone doesn't really. Ah, What is he? Wastelanders. Wastelanders. Does he not really have an intro? I know because for his intro, I always think of when he signs on uh, on Skype. I hear that. "Mm, Good morning, (laughs) all the time. Oh dear God, I'm not doing that. Yeah. "Mm, Good morning. How's everyone doing? I'm just gonna go get some coffee. I'll be right back. Breaky, breaky. Yeah. Breaky, breaky. Uh, what time. else we got? Uh, last thing we got on the list, uh, unless anyone wants to toss anything out there, is that Nintendo unveils a brand new 2DS XL, despite people are asking for more of the NES Classic. Another just brain-dead fucking move. There's no other words to describe that. It's just like, where's your head at? You you have this, you limit the amount of production of the NES Classic. Oh. I was thinking about this a lot. Can I go? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so he like when they were I think when they uh, their idea was it was going to be a collector's item and then more than just collectors bought this thing. Everyone was out there to buy a NES classic and then it's like they um it blew up compared to what they thought and it's like they should have ran kept riding the train like the mm-hmm. pay train and then they just they're like they just kept with the original plan. I'm like what's wrong with you guys? Everyone's complaining. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, because why they obviously want to make money. I think Nintendo is not afraid to admit that. I mean, not not only their company, but a lot of their policies and stuff say like, yeah, we we want your fucking money. Uh, especially because they they alerted people on their Twitter account today. They were like, oh, get Mario Kart Eight so you can play online for free until we add our paid service. Like that's actually what they said. And people were like, we actually forgot about that until you said something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what I'm saying is that you. you not only that, but it's that you have another DS. Another one. There was like the 3DS, the DS, the 3DS XL, the new 3DS XL, the 2DS. Now there's the fucking 2DS XL, or I think it's called the new 2DS XL. That, that, that. You get the point. What the fuck? There's so many, dude. I have a weird thing that I noticed when I was looking at this. And I was looking at handhelds, especially how Nintendo has handled them. And I wanted to ask you, Maddie, because we were talking about in our podcast, and I don't cover the Vita as much, so yeah. I couldn't remember this. But it seems to me that this is a handheld-specific situation where Nintendo has a habit of removing features and releasing something again. So for the Xbox One S, you get an Xbox that's faster slightly and an Xbox that does 4K for less. PS4 Pro... It's much more, but not money-wise, but it's much more powerful, and money-wise, it's a little bit, but they didn't remove anything. The the last thing I remember being removed is backwards-compatible chips from the PS3. So consoles seem to be handled in one way, but handhelds in particular seem to be handled in a different way, and that different way isn't adding value for the consumer. It's technically actually getting the consumer into their ecosystem for a cheaper price with a lesser product. Is Am I right on that, or did the did the... PS4 Vita or the PS Vita did that actually 
ever have a secondary one that came out that was just cheaper and better? Vita, because it doesn't seem like Nintendo knows how to do yeah, that. Because well, here's the thing: is the Vita has two versions. It's got the normal one I have, and right. that's got the OLED screen. It's got the um, touchpad on the back. Yeah, it's got the touchpad on the back. I'm trying to right, think. right. Yeah, it's got some of those, and then you got the <clears throat> the, the PS Vita Slim, which is a cheaper version now. Um, although you can probably get any type of Vita on fucking eBay for like a hundred bucks at this point. It's probably dirt cheap. Uh, but at that point, this was the, it removed the OLED screen, but in change for that, you got more battery life. So it, it was kind of a subtraction for an addition. Me, I love the OLED screen for the Vita. I think yeah, it, makes, right. it makes a lot of games very vibrant. Huge difference. Yeah. I would, I would assume. Especially cause, um, a lot of games on there are Japanese focused and they're very art reliant, very color reliant. And the OLED screen brings that out. So you can view that as a subtraction depending on what games you're looking at. For me, I figure to subscribe, view it as a subtract. Fuck, I can't talk now. Subtraction, subtraction. <laughs> uh, but you get the additional battery life. Uh, but it does remove some features from the original one. But it's also lighter, uh, so you can actually take it on the go more. Where I can take my Vita on the go, no problem really. But I also have uh, drop skinny, so I wear. I have really big pockets, and I don't have an issue taking Vita around. But someone who's uh, got the uh, you know normal business pants or jeans. Uh, the top of your Vita is almost always sticking out. The slim, it's a lot easier to carry on the go. So because like the, I got deep pockets, man. yeah, I got deep pockets. So uh, <laughs> like for example, my friend Connor, he's got the slim. I've tested that out. It just feels off. It feels more uh, of a matte finish. Um, that's another thing is the actual finish on the buttons and stuff is different from the original Vita, which is more of that typical, uh, I can show you guys because you have the camera on, but it's more of that typical Sony, you know, the button structure and stuff, it's clear. And, uh, yeah, so it's like with the Vita, I guess there's kind of a, a subtract subtraction, but not with Nintendo where there's like 40 regurgitations that like remove an ad and remove an ad. Like, hey, we're taking away the 3D, the 3D functionality in this thing. Oh, but in this new DS one, we're having 3D, and you actually have different angles that you can see on no matter what. And but then this one, well, it's like, you know, it's like there's 40 different variations where it's not like we got one for everybody. It's just like they just can't pick a model and yeah, stick it, with it. I, it's what I'm talking about. I don't know. Blastro doesn't sound like he has one. Uh, it, uh, but it, it just seems to me that when it comes to consoles, for the most part, not always, but for the most part, it's a value add to the consumer with a shrinking of the technology and a consolidation of the features. I have a PS4. But we don't see that. Yeah, PS4. Sorry, I meant, I meant handhelds. Um, so okay. when it comes, so so with consoles, you have that, and then with handhelds, at least at least what I'm seeing yeah. is it it feels like it feels like Nintendo is doing the one thing that we've all worried about, which is taking advantage of lack of competition in the space. And, um, and unless there's a Sony or a, or a Microsoft or a fucking turbo graphic 16. Yes. I had one is if there's not one of those to, to, to sort of defend against Sony in the console space, wouldn't make any changes. They make Microsoft wouldn't make any in theirs. And Nintendo is really showing that in theirs, which is handhelds. Observation. They're, they're really showing it. I think. I think it's, no, it's right. very clear right. as an example, and that worries the shit out of me. Whenever anybody says I don't want competition in I mean, like I the console space, <laughs> I think with handhelds, it's always been the common place to have have the, uh, you know, you got the the model that's like the. I guess I'll use the Vita for the example. You got the the normal Vita. I'm still which, listening. I gotta do something. Yeah, no problem. That has the uh, the OLED screen. It's got all the power behind it, uh, but then you got that cheaper version that doesn't do as much. 
But Nintendo's kind of known for all those fucking variations. Let's look at the Game Boy. Uh, Game Boy Color, Advanced, Advanced SP, the Game Boy Micro. I, somehow my friend owned and played on that. That tiny little box. What? Have you ever heard of that? I don't even know. I know. Look it up, man. Tiniest oh. thing. It's insane. Um, what else was there uh, under the Game Boy name? Uh, I feel like I'm... Am I forgetting any? Yeah, because, like, but what was different about that is, like, you had the Game Boy Color that was, like, a, just a big deal in general because it was such a new piece of technology. Then you had the Game Boy Advance, which I guess was more powerful. I don't, you know, in the terms of the games it played, but I don't really remember. I was a kid at the time, so obviously I wouldn't notice the biggest difference. Um, but then the SP was, like, the actual leap forward. You had the backlit screen. <laughs> it was just this tiny box. You could carry it on the go. Um, right. You know, the... But it still played the same Game Boy Advance game, so it was just another variation. So it's like, <laughs> it, I, I, it's just kind of been a thing for Nintendo because they've just dominated that market. And uh, you know, there was a chance for competition when the PSP came in. And I mean, you look at that and yeah. how that fucking killed it, man. And then uh, the PS Vita, which was uh, obviously, you know, as much as I like the system, definitely a failure. Yeah, I, it just it worries me a little bit because um, that lack of competition. If we see that space from, you know, Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft, whatever, um, I, I think it I think it shows anybody who follows business knows that's pretty much probably what they're getting away with. And I'm sure there's some difficulties in manufacturing smaller items, mm-hmm. even smaller. But it is weird that we see like the eBay bullshit with the classic and all this stuff. And then they did that. And um, oh, one man. of the people on my channel were like, was this is this a switch alternative? And I'm like, no. But here's the question I want to ask you guys. Uh, we got one resounding answer. No one had uh, a, a different answer for this, but I want to see if you guys agree. Would this have been better if it had been a Switch Mini and it was 480p, maybe 720p all the time, and it played Switch games, and it just fit in your pocket? It was that size? I think maybe. I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it'd be a little early okay. for another variation, but it's just that, like, yeah. I, I, I think... Everybody I, on my channel was like, no. I fucking hate that idea. So really? it's weird that we see. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, they were so. The I just were mad too at me early. for asking it. I just feel, yeah, I feel <laughs> yeah. like it's just too early. But like, if, if they were actually to present that, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm like, but when I, I remember just, laying in bed, I, I was checking my emails, and I'm just sitting there, and I see like one from Nintendo. It's a press release, and they're like, Nintendo announces new 2DS XL. I literally just shook my head and deleted. I was like, again, like, are you right. fucking yeah. kidding me? It, it's um, just yeah, insane. It's, it's just it's it's insane. Was, Go ahead, Blaster. There was a Rich Review Tech USA video about them making a maybe making a, a SNES classic, and that would be a yeah. I wouldn't next talk, next that, stage if it took a trend. It's like yeah, so. you know, in Nintendo sixty four GameCube classic. I would buy. Yeah, I was gonna say they they definitely have a catalog because if you if you do a fucking sixty four classic, I will have my grubby mitts all over that shit, man. Especially if you got Here's a reworked money. controller. You got a reworked controller. That's uh, not me holding the fucking. Two. Japanese knockoffs already do that. I have one. Really? I actually have one of the. Yeah, it's a. It's got three. It's got thirty or three hundred. I can't remember. Uh, N sixty four games on it, and it's an N sixty four controller with the emulator and chip in it. Holy and it's just crap. a controller with wires, and you plug the wires in, and you start playing. That's it's awesome. Crazy. I remember yeah. seeing like the do it yourself ones to create like mm-hmm. a mobile. I I know what you're talking about. That's wild. Yeah, it's wild. And and if they if if some knockoff company can do it now then you're assuming Nintendo could make it look stylish mm-hmm. and, and and improve it, as you said, you know, because there's some improvements that could be done. Uh, but it's interesting. It's just interesting that they did it. I mean, I, I think that they're out there, and and some of the choices they make just are a little distasteful sometimes, you know. Okay. Just, 
a little anti not consumer i guess but (laughs) well it's like it's like they don't give more they just Mm -hmm. They just take more. It's and it's all nostalgia yeah. as silver. And now in my they're, channel they're, said. they're like, taking over. It's the, all nostalgia. They're taking over the mobile market. You know, Fire Emblem yeah. Heroes, Super Mario Run. Right. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes actually made them more money than Super Mario Run, which I thought was crazy. I was shocked to oh, hear that. Um, <clears throat> I think I think that um, they're going to take over the console market. Like if this, it really is the last generation of consoles, like people have been saying. Because a lot of people are like, even me, I got a PC. Just you got think? a PC. I, I don't think the con- I, I, don't I can't know. imagine like consoles could, ending. Like uh, it's just been like an ongoing thing, sort of like how physical um, games have like Too many died collectors. down. So I don't know how long it's going to take, but I think that Nintendo is a lot more because um, the PS, PlayStation, and Xbox are getting really close to PCs in uh, terms of like how they're how they're made. Like, are you talking about the Scorpio that- moving forward or? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, it's yeah. just, um, they're just basically streamlined gaming PCs, mm-hmm. which is, um, so, like, but when you come to Nintendo, it's not necessarily about the raw power. It's more about, like, the, uh, <laughs> the little extra, the quirks, yes. The, uh, the left Joy-Con not working, those type of quirks. <laughs> <laughs> or the right Joy-Con being so low it hurts your thumb. Or, yeah. Oh, God. Um, it, they, I, I think the reason why, well, first of all, I mean, we already know that, like, designs are in development already for the Scorpio 2. Like, that kind of stuff happens all the time. They could decide we don't want to do it if they have success mm-hmm. elsewhere. But I think that there's an infrastructure improvement that needs to happen uh, because Microsoft themselves have even indicated that currently streaming technology does not equate to at-home technology. It's why the Scorpio allows for downloading. It's why Xbox's Game Pass will allow for downloading versus streaming because PS4, what is that called? Pro? PS, PS Now. Or PS now? Yeah. PS Now has issues with streaming. And artifacting and all those things. So I think we see, especially in America, who has pretty shitty uh, bandwidth, but is one of the major consumers of video games. Until we figure out a way to up our speed and stuff, uh, then I just don't... I mean, the infrastructure is not there for a company to do it. I do see what Blastro is saying in the fact that I could see a company having both, though, and saying, if you want, you don't need to buy a Scorpio 2. You can pay us monthly, and we will stream you, and you need to know what you're getting, but we will stream you those games from our virtualized uh, I, I didn't Scorpio. Mean, like, I could see them the do that. Like the Nintendo, like NVIDIA Shield, oh. I meant like mm-hmm. streamlined gaming PCs. So like they're um, basically oh, I know. PC, yeah. but only No, they are. Gaming. They are. They're just Jaguars. That's what I, I mean, you know, yeah. their ROPs, yeah. Their ROPs are a little lower. But what I'm saying is that's, that's the only way you would see them because mm-hmm. just, it doesn't matter if they were made with alien tech. It matters about their games and how they deliver them. And right now, the yep. infrastructure isn't there mm-hmm. for for those kinds of, of things to happen. And they are. I I think we won't ever see Microsoft probably go away from the gaming console because they have the numbers to. The one thing you should look at isn't Sony. Strangely enough, because Sony they don't have the numbers Microsoft does. Microsoft has Windows numbers, and they can look mm-hmm. at dual ownership. And all these weird little things that we don't see in their metrics. And one of the things that always surprises me is people questioning why Microsoft, of all people, stays in. And I'm like, you don't, you don't get it. Intel Windows is the OS for the Xbox, and it looks exactly the same, yeah. but also allows for that customization. They're all, it, it behooves them to do that. Mm-hmm. It, it actually helps them because they sell now not just the Windows. They sell the PC, which is called your Xbox One Scorpio. And until that can't happen until they can't say we can make it on both ends they're not going to stop mm-hmm. like it makes total sense it's for also, them also 
not, you know, it's weird. For me, I, I have to just ch- chime in and say that it's also not even the terms of uh, how they um, do it technically, but also I think s- the simplicity of a console offers a lot. And I'm not just talking about the casual gamer who comes in, flips on the Call of Duty, yep. say, and, and that. But um, I'll take a recent, just a very current example of like an hour and a half ago, um, my PC just randomly stops working. It, it's like that type of stuff... Um, some people just don't want to go through. A lot of people like the simplicity of turning on the console. This is my gaming machine and playing. And some people just don't like fucking around with the PC, you know, right. it, because you got to update drive. I mean, a lot of this is simple if you use it over time. But uh, when you have these unexpected issues where now when I start up my computer, endless reboots, constant, constant, doesn't even get to the, the bio screen, um, you know, that type of stuff. It can be frustrating where it's like I bought this to game on and it just doesn't turn on and, and these problems can crop up and it's the updating the specs it can be an intimidating process for gamers where I think a lot of people find it just beneficial and appealing to just step into a, a, a store, Walmart, Best Buy, whatever, and say, okay, I'm going to pick up this uh, Xbox One Scorpio, and that's it. Uh, and I know yeah. I'm plugging in a power, I'm plugging in the cable to my my TV, firing the sucker on, and it's just put the disc in. And I, I mean, I'm not making people sound like idiots when I say that, um, but I, I get it because I tend to primarily game on consoles. Uh, just because, I mean, that's kind of what I grew up with, and I've never been a big graphics FPS guy, um, where that's mm-hmm. determined that, like, I have to play on PC, because that's the definitive yeah. way to play. Um, for me, it's just, if you're having fun, you're having fun, um, because that's what games um, are about for me. To to build on that, um, like, a lot of those PC issues that you were talking about, they are making their way to consoles, I f- find, like, new patches that come out, and it screws Great up, point. or um, point. You're right. people, so, like, the they're getting so close and when people talk about games now it's like um can the ps4 hit like they came out and they were like the power of low end gaming uh these basically when they came out or mid mid to low end and it's like when when they like launch games or reveal games they're like oh we can run it at the best specs compared to the other console um but they're just competing for the same but like pc already does everything better and because um, consoles, if they keep if they keep upgrading, as like um, last generation, it was super long, and now this one was cut short. Mm-hmm. So if it's going to be like upgrading, like you're going to have to upgrade a computer, like it's um it's going to be a lot easier to jump over because they're having less and less reasons to keep stay on the console train because um there's there is a certain degree of simplicity. But um, you're right. As it as it goes on, it definitely more like as it goes on. You say like how um. Our industry grows with the people. Mm-hmm. Like so, as soon like a lot of the kids, they're now adults and they they have to work with computers. Good point. So right. they're going to be able to jump, make Fantastic the jump a lot point. easier. Shut me right down. <laughs> Great you point, know what's bro. weird? It's not though, because this Whoa! is what I do on the side. Um, I, I just want to say <laughs> this is this is black. No, he's he's absolutely right in his idea of what is right. Like his idea of what is that what he just said mm. is exactly what you would think, right? That yeah. makes total sense. It's not actually what occurs, and uh, this is what I'm doing on the side right now. And I can tell you, I mean, we're we're dealing with like ten thousand people clients, so it's not a small group of people. And what you find is this: uh, while complexity is growing on the console side, for sure, uh, the complexity of minimaxing and finding items for a PC is something that is so far beyond the the pale for example a person may say i want a tesla because they know what an electric engine is but they do not want to work on a carbureted engine there's a big Mm. difference between those and that's what happens is so you get a gamer who wants 
let's say, more power. What's happening is Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo are seeing that people want more power, but they don't want to jump. If they do jump, which some do, many of them still keep a hold of their console because I have to say I disagree in one, with the only one thing Blastro said. PC does everything better? No. Their ports are shit. I have so many True. bad PC game ports that I'm sorry. I have one coming I'm up. Burned on, right. He might not be burned on them, but I'm burned on them. I'm so burned out by horrible PC ports. And so what he means by that is power. And he's absolutely right. The power is there to run it four times the resolution that like mm. an Xbox One could. Um, but here's the thing. If Maddie and I have the same computer and the same updates and we both run a benchmarking suite and as long as we've run the Let's say we've run the PC for a month. There's a very good chance we will get a, a somewhat of a delta in our FPS just because of cache files and weird shit going on. The one mm -hmm. nice thing about a console, for the most part, is you buy a console, you buy a console. Like your Xbox, Maddie will see the same frames I will. Not always, but and vice versa. And I think that we're talking from a position of knowledge because the people I talk to are from a position of convenience. And every single one of them would go with console. Like, and I mean that to a T, like I said, I know like everybody I know is all, they, they don't even talk about PC. It's not because they don't want power. It's because they don't want the complexity of playing a game. They are gamers. And the more gamer they are, it sounds strange, the more somewhat casual they become. Like, they're like, I just want to play my fucking game. Mm -hmm. I just want to play Horizon. When is Horizon going to be on the PC? And somebody says never. And they're like, well, then I'm buying the PS4. For $400 versus a video card, which I just bought, for $700. That's one part of, mm. of a massive system. And then people say, oh, you can put a PC together for cheaper. Another thing that I've done for 12 years, and I'm telling you right now, you can. But you also have to part spec. You have to look for items. You have to make sure that you get the best prices. That is a complexity that is so far beyond like what a lot of people want to get into. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's, this, it's this weird dichotomy. And Blastro's right. That's exactly what you would think. But what's happening is people right now seem to be doubling up. And I think Microsoft is probably hinting at that because they're doing the buy one, get play on both. Yeah. You guys notice that? Yeah. Like Gears? Mm -hmm. You can yes, buy yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. Which is awesome. But I still think it's I still think it's a mistake because it's such a good deal. Um, yeah. But that seems like Microsoft even understands that. They're like, we'll, we'll just give you both. Horizon was a big one. Horizon for me, Horizon 3. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I can fucking play that on my PC against a friend on the Xbox One with the same... How does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But to Microsoft, who is the developer of the number one OS, it makes sense. And I think when you look at their numbers, you go, oh, okay, I get, I get what they're doing. I think Blastro's right in what he's saying. It's just that we're all smarter. Not smarter. We're all well-informed. We're, we're all more well-informed, and we've been in the industry longer. And as each new gamer comes up, they, my brother, for example, worked on computers. And I'm telling you right now, if I said, hey, do you want a gaming computer or a console? He's like, I have two consoles. What do you think? Of course, I don't want a computer. You know, so mm -hmm. it's just it's 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 a psychological thing almost. Mm -hmm. It'd be yeah. weird to look at the psychology so, of it actually. Yeah. There's um like when I think when there's a reveal or there's a E3, there's like three money yeah. words. It's like <laughs> yeah. the you got the FPS, the resolution, and the backwards compatibility. And yeah. um, of course, there is a lot of things that are. It's basically the convenience factor of the consoles. But um, right. if there's a certain like amount of faith when you buy a console, you're like, okay, I'm going to be able to buy this. I'm going to be set with my games. Sure. And then um, you saw that you saw this with an attempt with when the Xbox One first came out. It's like, oh, you you don't have to just game. You can do all this with the TV. And it's really? like the it's yeah. So um, 
if you they have to tar- they they made it a good choice to target the hardcore gamer and if consoles continue to uh, do that instead of trying to branch out and they uh, but that's why I think Nintendo back to my original point is that Nintendo seems to target the games right and, uh, like they you don't know, uh, so hard um, but like the um, all the apps that you can get on PlayStation and Xbox One they seem to be slowly trying to like instead of there's kind of stealing from the PC to like get all those maybe even grab PC people. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of like a tension that I think that PC will win. For sure. <laughs> so For sure. if if I, it just has to um, go with like as soon as those people start like wow I have to upgrade so often they're either going to stay with the current console or they're going to like just go uh, play on their computer. And if this is if Valve this is a really extreme example if Valve's like stepped it up all of a sudden and started releasing like all those uh, games only <laughs> on PC they're just it'd putting be in their back pocket if they end up fucking yeah, like, oh my god but like if they, Valve uh, showed Valve showed the failure of this with the Valve Steam machines which utterly failed yeah i mean like the uh sequels, like the pre- no i'm i'm saying i'm saying if we look at like price points and we look at what you can get you can get a PC yeah. for a fairly cheap price i think that while i agree with that and PC will always win for me cuz i game yeah, I would say predominantly on PC. I think what you're we're still looking at is a situation where, um, especially with Nintendo, I think you're right. I think Nintendo has it, but I think Sony also has no real desire to help out Microsoft. Um, and yeah. until they explode, I don't think Sony will release a lot of their games on PC because it's still Microsoft. <laughs> like they still win somehow. So uh, yeah, I get all that. I totally agree with it. But I, it, it's just one of those situations where, for example. You were saying people wouldn't upgrade, but the fact is, is they do. iPod 2, 3, 4, 77, 99. True, Nexus true. 4, like 5. Apple. And those, those, those iPods cost more now than an Xbox One S. You know, those, those tablets. And people upgrade those fuckers in a shorter period of time. So I think what maybe Blastro and I would agree on is that if console continues, like you said, if it continues to aim for the hardcore... Um, then it's got a place, and I would agree. And the one thing that surprised me was they they dropped three features from the Xbox One's OS, including Snap, which was huge. Snap, snap yeah. was the ability. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's, I used it. Big... And we just talked about it on our podcast. I could We're be like, snapping right now. It? You guys wouldn't even know. Exactly. And uh, they um, they said it was for performance. So that shows right there that Microsoft at least understands, if not parity with the <laughs> PS4 Pro. That, yeah, that, I feel like I'm the only one that, who used to connect aim. the voice thing. I, found, <laughs> I, I, found, I use it all the time. Yeah, it's just so useful. That's the only thing the that's bad about my One S. I can't do that anymore, and I found it so useful just to hop between menus. People hate it on it. I'm like, dude, this is – I mean, I kind of wish – like, you, you didn't have to sell me an accessory for me to do it. I could talk to my mic, but, I mean, I, I wish that uh, I could use it on my One dude, S. I found that so useful. Hey, Maddie, record They're this is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Record this. I use it all – I'll be playing a game, and I'll be like – I love the fact that I don't have to worry about anything. I'm just playing a game. Something cool happens. Record that, and it, re- yeah, it just I agree. Completely. It already knows. Yep. God, that's awesome. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but I agree with Blastro. Like, if they aim for the hardcore and stuff, I, I think our only disagreement is just that that right now we see things from opposite spectrums, which mm-hmm. is like you know a knowledge base versus a convenience base, and where wh- how people make the decision. Like, how do they leap? Like, do they mm-hmm. leap for this, and then you know. When you start looking at how somebody spends their money, that's a big thing, too. I mean, because if somebody's willing to make a $400 investment for a console, can they make a $700 one for a video card? Maybe not so much. So they might buy Mm -hmm. two consoles and still spend less than one video card, by the way, right now. Yeah, the thing is, like, you don't even have to go crazy on the the PC anymore. Like, it's really a... 
like there's so many good games that you can get with and you play with a really like um, mid tier to low tier computer. Yeah, potato. potato, potato masher. Yeah. On the other hand, <laughs> feels like it's, and, it's much of a risk factor at times though. Yeah, and you just said, you know, um, indies and and, and the smaller games and those different games. And then Microsoft and Sony obviously understand that because they have their own stores for indie. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, so it's like they they get what you're saying. I mean, I I agree. I think that they're trying to do as much as they can to probably stop it, especially in Sony's case. Microsoft seems more like they're just like people want both. So we're just going to – it doesn't cost, you know, it doesn't cost an amount. Scorpio is really just the same thing. It's just a – it's probably technically what we wanted, I guess, from the Xbox One S. I'm sorry, Xbox One. Um, but they don't have custom chips. I think that's another thing. Remember when you'd get a PS3 and they'd be like, we've got the emotion. No, PS2 was the emotion engine. And it was like, oh, it yeah. does lots of things. I still remember Jack Trent after he oh, left God. Sony going. <laughs> that was it. Even the, the president of Sony said that. So, um, but I mean, Microsoft had like uh, RAM on the on the video card in a video chip inside the 360, which helped it out. We don't have that. That's the one thing that sort of saddens me is the Xbox One S, and they don't really have any custom stuff. So it's like there's no magic. You don't go, oh, yeah. it made this, but it can do this. Instead, it's like mm. I can pretty much tell you what it can do. You know, I mean, it's like we know pretty much what what its throughput is. So. Yeah, it's an odd situation. Sad. Definitely. I wish there was a third, fourth party like TurboGrafx 16. Come on, guys. Come yeah. on. <laughs> We're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. NEC. Oh, dude. Oh, Samsung. Where I don't know if Blastro's. Wasn't if you Amazon getting on, on something? Yeah, Amazon's already got the fire and stuff. Amazon's Samsung, going crazy. Samsung was crazy. They were they were legitimately looking at a console. Like Samsung twice now has had a lot of you know R and D. Sounds hard to take seriously, if I'm honest. Well, they're now they're you know they go up and down in their quality, yeah. but wouldn't it be weird to play your Samsung like what would they call it? You know the Revolution or whatever. Uh, Just hope it doesn't blow up. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Hold on, they oh, might take down you. my video. Fuck, <laughs> they take down some yeah. dude's video in GTA for him throwing Samsung bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's it's, it's going to be really awesome to see what happens. I'm I'm stoked because they're fighting for our dollar, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's the best Definitely out of good, all this. The best situation or competition. We, I think yeah. we all can agree that Ouya is the best one. Oh, oh my. That's a throwback. Oh, God. I always forget that even exists until somebody throws it out Save, as the yeah, worst problem. I, like, I always see these <laughs> memes of the Ouya. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, that'll that'll do it for the, the news we have for this week. Awesome show, man. Blastro, thank you so yep. much. And, uh, and dude, uh, I got to say, I, I love it when the, the guests come on, the, the patrons or whoever, and they talk a lot. We cannot emphasize yeah. that enough. We want uh, yeah, I, mean, sure. I was like, I, I, I yeah. didn't want to be and, quiet. And sorry for walking over everybody, but our audio is so bad that it's like, it's hard <laughs> to even tell when some, uh, there's a delay. And yeah. so I know people listen sometimes huh? and they're like, they're talking over the top of each other. And it's like, dude, it's the fucking internet. Yeah. Like, you know, have, do you have perfect internet? That, Maybe, that or but, like the, the awkward pause in between because like the, everyone's catching Welcome up with to each the other. Ham radio. <laughs> Welcome to ham radio interruptions. Yeah. That's what <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I do want to say one last thing, though. Oh, uh, Phil, Spen- Phil Spencer, the thing about the... He wanted to see a, a a Netflix of, like, video gaming. Did you hear that? Did you read that? Because there was a couple things he said this morning. He said he's hoping... This. Yeah, he, he was in an interview, and he said he hopes to see a Netflix of gaming, and it confused like a, a lot of people. Almost. 
But what, no, what he was hit. That's what I thought. But actually, what he was talking about was the ability for a company to, like Amazon or Netflix, do so well that they can create content at a different pace or rate or without the worries that they do now. What he meant mm. was Halo ones. Halo single player. Uh, you can't have Halo without multiplayer, right? That's what people would agree with. Well, if Microsoft was doing well enough with the early with their EA, what is it called? Access yeah. Game Pass. They were doing well enough with Game Pass over a period of time. Could they branch out and do what they wanted? Could they have done Quantum Break in four pieces as a as a as a larger story? And I actually agree with him on that. I don't. Some of the stuff he says I don't agree with, but. I would like to see the companies removed from the throttle and threshold of cash, like the tit for tat cash. Yeah. We can't do this because we won't get this. I would like an Amazon situation where it's like, we're going to show you 10 games, 10% of 10 games. You guys play those, rate them, and then, or we're going to watch your metrics. And then, and then five of them will get funding. Like that would be, because that's what Amazon does with their TV shows. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but, I, but what do you guys think? Would you guys, do you guys not like that idea? I mean, is it just so many games to play? Just the idea of a service like that, where there's even fucking more, just sounds like yeah. I, I'd fucking die. Uh -huh. But like, in the terms of if I'm a, con you know, I, I am a consumer, and in that position, like, yeah, the price is reasonable. Are we talking like a monthly subscription, like you said, like Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, yeah. he was. Seeing, I mean, I, that, that sounds a lot like the Game Pass, though, uh, in the sense I of. Think that's why you said it, to yeah. be honest. I think because uh, I, I mean that that I was really on board with, and how they were like, yeah, you could just get. Games monthly. Mountain Dew. That's my. <laughs> Hell yeah! What do you think, Blastro? Do you like the idea of like um? Do you like Game Pass? I know you have a PS4, but um, I I think the like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with it's sort of like like a demo kind of program. You just keep getting fed demos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm okay. With yeah, that, I, yeah, I. That's another thing. Prey with their demo. Yeah. I, I hope we start seeing like every company just being like, dude, you get an hour. Maybe I mean, maybe if it doesn't even bring up a lot of crazy good games, as long as it just gets rid of all the garbage, like <laughs> garbage. It'll always be garbage, but uh... Zombie the Reckoning. Mm. <laughs> Zombie the Reckoning. I don't even know that yeah, game. I'm gonna say, no, that. It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, so like oh, there's oh. so many zombie games, and then yeah. all the Reckoning. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it is Reckoning, or uh, what did we say earlier? <laughs> you know, Shadow. It's always Shadow. Yeah. It's like the Shadow of Reckoning. Shadow zombie the Shadow of Mordor. The Shadow of the zombie reckoning zombie apocalypse. the twilight shadow of the reckoning and you're like yeah. mm. it's like an ad lib generator now it's <laughs> i mean who who names these fucking things that's uh, that's another that's another thing we were talking about is like does a game's name matter i mean that's what it, i feel like a lot uh, yeah that's what i was thinking about with cod reward too i was like guys like why is uh, not you care specifically but for me it's like i don't care what it sounds that's like sure. it's the you game know, guys yeah. but it's it's also like with a lot of japanese games that i play it's like did they just pick something that sounded cool <laughs> It's like <laughs> like Tales of Berseria. It's like that sounds like Berserk, and it's like are they trying to? And the game's much more of a darker right. tone. It's like is that what they were going for? They're like Berseria. Oh fuck, that was awesome, dude. Let's do that for I our think, game name. You know, it's like it fly has, on the wall moment. Um, I think if it and it used to sound good enough that like you always hear these hidden gems, and it's usually because they have a really weird name. And it's yeah. like, what's this game? Danganronpa, yeah. Danganronpa. You, you hear that, and you're, yeah, you you hear that and you're like, what the fuck? That sounds stupid. And then, and then you play it, and you're like, wow. Yeah. That is some have good you guys, shit. Have you guys seen the movie Ex Machina? I've heard of it. Uh, like, Yeah, like, I never... I, I, my friend said something about it. I thought I didn't even know what it was, and then I saw it on Netflix. I was like, damn, this is a pretty good show. You guys should yeah. both see that movie. It's a good movie. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's just... Uh, the reason why I was asking about names is because it's more of a PR question. Like, 
is the reason we're getting Shadow of the Reckoning, Twilight Zone, the fourth, because District they've, Nine, they've, <laughs> District Nine, because they've PR'd these titles to the point to where they know that that works. But to me, that doesn't work. To me, if I'm talking about a game and it's got a unique name, it, it's it does stick. Oxenfree, for example, the first time I heard it, I'm like, I was what? just about to say like, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game Oxen, like I know that the, the rhyme. It sounds off. But I'm like, Oxenfree, yeah. And so I was just wondering what you guys thought of, like, does it, maybe we see it as stupid, or I do. But maybe it makes, Sometimes I mean, maybe it makes sense. I can't, I can't pick Teenage top. Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's so weird. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm saying. Except that game was. Yeah, yeah that game was. But I'm just people. saying the idea, it's like, that's so weird. I want to know what it is. So maybe some of them yeah. go for that. Battle, yeah. Battlefield Hardline, guys. Yep. <laughs> Sells me right Far off. Prime. Far Cry Primal, yep. Battlefield Hardline, <laughs> Maddie and Jeremy That's the, going the duo right there. <laughs> Have you guys ever played Mag? No, oh, someone was asking yeah. me about that a couple of days ago. Oh, it was my friend's uh, Soul. That's I my, that's my yeah. favorite bad game. My favorite bad game. Oh, favorite bad game. Mine's Psyops. Favorite bad Psyops, game. man. Or Punisher. Punisher. What's your favorite was... bad game, Maddie? That's a good question, dude. Because if I like a game, I try to like justify it and, and, and try to think. I thought that. So I, I guess, but I, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't look at Battlefield Hardline and go like, "Bad game." Like, I, I, mm, let me look at my room. What about critically like, like critically uh, bad? Critically bad that I I picked up and I was like, you know, this is actually good. Hold on, my Steam library is open. Have you guys ever played Quake Wars, like the uh, Alien game? I, oh, on the PS3, I liked that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, dude, that was good. Quake, Quake Wars, dude. I'm not even joking. This is the best story. I joined a random multiplayer lobby. It took me like 15 minutes left, and then I joined. I was playing with a guy, and then two like I I finished like a bunch of missions with him, and I left. Um, like two late, two days later, I picked up the game uh, again, and I looked at the leaderboards because I was bored. I saw that guy. He was at the top of the leaderboard. He's the only guy that keeps that still plays the game. <laughs> the only oh, person. Wow. I'm funny. like, there's only a player base of one. I'm like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> uh let's see here i'm going through a lot of games right now that uh it's like do i spend my money on shit i think is bad um here's a decent pick um damnation Mm, yeah but you know what a game that's actually hasn't reviewed that well that i think is actually pretty good is uh prototype i love prototype i was gonna say i like prototype a lot yeah. Yeah, and that game is technically, <laughs> graphically, story-wise, <laughs> man, like it's, pretty, it's pretty like bad. I never one? even bothered to play the second one, but I like the first one. The second one. one's great. The second one's so good. Um, <laughs> Prototype, yeah. man. Yeah, I was gonna say that's one. Maddie, that's one that came to mind. <laughs> like I was that guy when they were like, "Infamous is coming." I'm like, "Yo, fuck you, man." Prototype's the way to go. Prototype, prototypes the way. Oh, yeah, dude, I was, that. I was that guy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I know people. I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Where people are like, "Infamous or this?" Oh, definitely prototype. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing at. No, you. no, I, I don't blame you, bro. Because I, I know it's not that Prototype good. Prototype is that game. I think like, mm. it is. It, that's it's a perfect example of that game. And yeah. the thing is, it's one of those games. I think that like you, a, a lot of people are, are are like, this isn't hitting any. This is just not for me. And then some people stick through it. And there's that little bit of like, like, oh, I, I sort of dig this. And then it becomes that that game they beat, and it becomes yeah. that little cherished memory. I mean, it's. Kingdoms of Amalar or whatever that fucking ripoff game uh, that Kurt Schilling and, and made yeah, I mean, his company. Situation that was, but I, li- I think I, I think one. Maddie liked it, right? I yeah, and see, that that's a, that's one of those games where if Maddie and I were sitting next to each other, I was the one saying, uh, like, mm-hmm. I, not in a million years. Maddie stuck through it and really, really liked it, yeah. even though I wouldn't 
consider that game technically as bad as prototype but no. it's a good example of the differences that can pop up for sure <laughs> prototype <laughs> i gotta write this shit down man. we gotta we gotta have a list after a year or so of like all the podcasts yeah of like all the all bad games, games we've pitched that are like these aren't as bad we should pitch them that should be like a, a yeah a pod- podcast topic pitching bad games Exactly, pitching bad games to each other about why they would, you know, That's but not a good like, idea. You have to say like Kelly Who is in Battlefield Hardline. She looks like plastic, a living molded plastic, but <laughs> terrifying. She's but you could a- be like Far Cry Primal is actually just Far Cry all completely redone with the same models from Far Cry Three. Yeah, that would be a blast. Oh, we should do that. That's a good That'd idea. Be- Let us know. Uh, in the comments on, on Twitter, because we got a lot of interaction with New Game Plus. In my, in my Discord. Yeah, and your Discord that we have the the code on on screen this whole time. Guys should both join that. Hell yeah. Um, but once again, sure. Blaster, dude, thank you so much for joining us. This was a blast. Huh? Uh, Carrick, as always, fun time, man. And uh, any closing thoughts? Can I close Enjoy the podcast? Blaster, yeah, by go. all means, bro. All right, so uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. Uh, means a lot. Uh, see you guys later in the Discord. See all of you guys later in the Discord, oh. of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, peace. Awesome. Peace out.